You want 33? You got 33. Let's get this party started. What do you say, huh? All right, yo. Here we go, live back in action. 33 to the style and fashion. Sports talk with a lot of passion. Looking for another chain reaction. Knowledge with Nikki could be tricky. Get it wrong, and that's a pity. Now play players always witty. Division rankings in every city. Truth is, you should stop and listen. Pay attention to all you're missing. Keep us playing inside your kitchen. Pass and dunking and even pitching. Yeah, let the show begin. Go ahead and bring the family in. Kick back the last go grab your snacks and enjoy another 33 win. Yeah. That's only one. We got verse two coming through. Y'all ready for it? Okay, let's go. Start the show. Real good kid knocking at your door. Make you laugh till you hit the floor. NFL action with a whole lot more. 33, we put in work. Only way to go to worst to first. Get the doctor, get the nurse. Can't contain this, we about to first. Damn, this hurts. I won't lie. Doesn't matter how hard I try. We in it to win, it ain't nothing less or else. I won't be satisfied, so why try more on us? You know this show is a must. Say your prayers is 33, and that's all you need to trust. What? I told you. 33 podcast, baby. We in it. And now you're in it. Yes, you know where you are. We are live, back in action after a one-week hiatus. The greatest have returned. What we've learned on our one-week vacation is that Sports Nation has given us a standing ovation, returning to the airwaves on the third and three station. Welcome aboard, men, women, and children, as the third and three train rides the rails to your speakers. With thanks to Frank Fear of the Sports Column for being our sponsor, and of course to Anchor Radio for playing our show on a variety of outlets like Apple, Spotify, and many, many more. Guys, let's bring in the team. Here we go. You're ready. The queen of quizzes, the trickster of trivia, and the goddess of games. I give you Tricky, Nikki. Yes, what is happening? Oh, man, I love that. The queen of quizzes. Hmm. <laughs> love that. Oh, I'm glad to be back. What a day. It was a good week to take time. Uh, today has been crazy, so I am happy to be here with you guys and talk about something else other than work. Hey, that sounds good. That sounds good. I don't like talking about work too much, especially when the day is over. So I'm with you there, Nick. No doubt about it. Forget that work stuff. Let's do this kind of work where it's a lot of fun, right? The anchor of athleticism, the king of the ring, the magician on the microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, the real deal, Damian Adams. Oh, man. I don't know if I'm the magician or you are, man. These intros are amazing. <laughs> you know magic on the mic, baby. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate it, man. I'm just happy to see you guys, you know, uh, another week doing what we love to do. And, you know, after a rough day at work, what's better, you know, medicine than coming and talking sports with you guys? Mm, Nothing. Well, maybe something, but not much. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a couple of things. Maybe a couple of things. This is right up here with the best of them. There's no question. I love it. This is what we're waiting for. Nikki's favorite part of the week. It's our favorite part of the week. We are here, third and three podcasts. We got NBA to talk about, NFL, even tennis, believe it or not. So we're going all over the place today, guys. But we start out with our shout outs. If you allow me, I will go first. My shout out this week is going to Pro Football history that's at pro foot history they talk everything nfl and the history of the sport as a matter of fact just look right there in their name so you can follow them up you can follow peter as a matter of fact peter is his name of pro football history at the underscore it underscore hedgehog which is geared towards the green bay packers football team as well so a packer fan but all nfl 
Follow him at Pro Foot History, Pro Foot Pro Football History. That's where you want to find him at. Great job he does over there. Shout out to you, Peter D. What do you got this week? So I'm gonna give my shout out to a podcast network. It's called the That Filling Podcast Network. Uh, it's about, I believe, ten or more podcasts now. They're continually growing. It's hard to keep track, um, but they're bringing great content week in and week out with their podcast. It's ran by a man named Kelvin Cately, who was on my podcast the last week. That was last week he was on my podcast, and he definitely knows his boxing, knows his pop culture, and with his podcast that he does on there, he talks about wrestling. He also has another one called The Smoke Pit, where they get into more pop culture and things like that. So the That Filling Podcast Network, go ahead and check them out on all podcast um, platforms. Oh, I'm digging it. Very nice. Excellent shot out right there. I haven't heard that one yet. All right, Nikki, follow it up. I will follow it up with our friend Mike Patton, always interacting with us on Twitter. We love that. Thank you. Uh, so Mike is also the host of Touring the AFC South podcast. You guys can find him on Anchor and Spotify, and you can get him on Twitter at MikePatton82. Uh, so Mike is also the host. He does an absolutely great job. No doubt about it. Very, very smart. He's witty right off the top of his head. Excellent job. No question. So, all right. I like that one. All right, Nikki. We are off to a fabulous start here on the 3rd and 3 podcast, and it's just going to keep on getting better as we kick your ass all the way through. What do we got next? It's neighborhood news, guys. Here we go. Uh, Damien, let's start with the NBA playoffs, man. I mean, all right. I'm trying to figure out who's the best in the East and the West. I've been watching every single game. The Knicks are killing me right now. I'm not going to get into it. They're playing 730 start. Uh, Let's pray for a win and try to get back in this thing. But let's go to the Phoenix Suns and, and Lakers series real quick. I actually picked the Suns to win this series because I didn't feel that LeBron and AD were going to be fully healthy. They hadn't played together in a little bit. Now, yeah, I know when you have two of the top five players in the NBA, usually they can click like that. But it's not working. Now, AD is hurt again, and the Lakers are one uh, one loss away from being out of the playoffs in the first round. What do you think about this? Yeah, originally I picked the Lakers in six. But now with Anthony Davis out, I do believe the Suns will win this series. Um, he may play next game, but I've had a pulled groin before. Mm. It's very, it's very, very tough to come back from. Now, of course, he has a lot more money behind him and technology behind him than I do. You know, it's <laughs> it's not him going into the bath and putting his own ice in uh, to try to to try to get better. Right. But even with all everything that he has behind him, it's still a rough injury to come back from. If this was the regular season, he would have been out three to four weeks easy. Oh yeah, yeah, with a groin injury. So even if he plays next game, he won't be one hundred percent. And you saw in this last game, it got so ugly so fast because the Suns were like, they don't have Anthony Davis. We're going to attack the rim. We can do whatever you want to do. LeBron doesn't have help, which he did not have any help in this one. Um, their role players did not step up at all for him. And game six, I figured they're going to play better. They're going to be at home. They're going to be playing with their backs against the wall. But I still see the Suns winning this series in six games with behind the leadership of Chris Paul being back. Hopefully his shoulder is good after he had a little scare there in game five. But if he's back, Devin Booker balling out of control. Their role players playing well. Aiden's been amazing. Oh, yeah. So I think the Suns will win this series now. Yeah, it, it seems like that's going to be the case. And, again, I'm not surprised. Um, I mean, yeah, unfortunately, he didn't want to go this way with injuries and everything like that. You want to see both teams at their best. But, no, I'm not surprised by this. But when the Lakers did go up 2-1, to one, I'm like, oh, okay. But, yeah, with AD not on the floor, D, uh, you know, when Nikki LeBron is – 
36, going to be 37 at the end of this year. And I don't know, maybe father time actually has caught up with him. When you think about it, Nikki, he's been playing professional basketball since he was 18 years old. So he's got more mileage on his legs than anybody. So, I mean, a guy like that, look, when we talk about Jordan when he was 36 winning his final championship, I don't think LeBron is done, but I think we're starting to see like the Devin Bookers of the world that people are going to be paying attention to more, D, right? Yeah, no, it's definitely a change in the guard. We've seen young players in these playoffs really come forward and take the mantle, if you will. Like John Morant, yeah. even though Utah's probably going to get them out of here in five, John Morant, you can see, is a star in the making. You mentioned Devin Booker. Trey Young, I hate to bring him up, uh, but he's balling out against your Knicks. <laughs> he's, you know, he's definitely showing that he is a superstar in the making as well. Um, even Jason Tatum in a losing effort showed just yeah. how magnificent he is as a young player. So there's a lot of young players in these playoffs who are really balling out. So you see the future of the league is very bright. No doubt. I love how Jason Tatum never gave up last night, no matter what was going on. He was still going to the bucket. He was playing as hard as he could. He's one of my favorite players. Love Tatum. I really do. Yeah, my Knicks say, you know, hard to get to. It's it's tough. The first game is close. We're all about defense. I'm going to talk about them a little bit later. But what else is standing out to you now? Is it the fact that Portland is hanging in there with the top seed? Is it um, maybe, the, the you know what series is getting me? The Mavs and the Clippers. They seem to play every year. And I'm rooting for the Mavs. I really am. I'm tired of the Clippers. I really am. Um, I like the makeup of their team. I love Tim Hardaway Jr. I love Luka. Porzingis freaks me out a little bit. But do you think Dallas can win this series? No, I think the Clippers are going to win this series. Uh, the Clippers seem to have really made the adjustments they need to make. We saw the Mavs go up 2-0. A lot of people panicked. Like, oh, my God, is it the end for the Clippers? Right. What's going to happen? Kawhi's a free agent. Is he going to leave after this? And then next thing you know, they make the adjustments. Um, for me, I didn't like the way they were playing Luka at first. I thought they were way too accommodating. He's yes. already great. He doesn't need your help to be great. And I felt like <laughs> the first two games, they were really – not challenging him enough and letting him dictate the matchups. And I was saying they were on the West Coast showing Southern hospitality. They didn't need to do that. <laughs> like they were being way too nice to him. And you saw the adjustments they made. He's no longer dictating the matchups. And he's also dealing with an injury as well. So I think that the Clippers will win this series. And you mentioned Portland and Denver. Just got to give a shout out to Damian Dollar, man. Oh, man. Oh, my God. That game last night, I was in the house going crazy. Going absolutely <laughs> nuts. He's just kept hitting threes and the threes he hit to keep the game going to send it to the first overtime and the second overtime were both crazy. The second overtime shot as a, as a basketball player, like I can't express how hard it is to back somebody down, do a step back out of a spin move oh. and do a fadeaway three pointer over a defender who played good defense. He was right, right there. Like it was right. great defense and right. to make that three in that type of situation to send the game to the second overtime and for his teammates to let him down like that, like, CJ McCollum's a great player, but you can't step out of bounds right there. You got to know where you are on the court. Yes. Uh, Robert Covington trying to turn to Vince Carter in double overtime and try to tomahawk a dunk. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Lay the ball up or dunk it soft with two hands. You know you right. need these points. And you go and try to do a – you try to snatch it back way back here. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're not Vince Carter. You're not Sean Kemp. You were never that. Like, <laughs> why, did, why did your brain go there at that moment? And it just – I feel bad, man, that his teammates let him down that way. Jokic was awesome in that game. Yep. I picked Portland in seven in that series, so I'm going to stick with Portland in seven. All right. But it's tough, though. It's going. That's a really good series. It could happen with Dame Dollar over there, man. He, like you said, he is just absolutely amazing. It's it's, it's phenomenal to watch. It really is. And just one more quick. We'll, we'll go to the Eastern Conference real quick. Who do you think is going to come at it? Sixers, Bucks? Because right now I'm really liking the way the Bucks are looking. 
Yeah, now the Bucks look the best out of everybody in the league right now. Yeah. Uh, Miami isn't a bad team, and they made Miami look like a bad team in that series. Uh, game one was a classic. I thought it was going to be a classic series from that point. I even tweeted out this series might go nine games instead of seven. <laughs> <laughs> because that's how good game one was. And it came down to the end with a classic buzzer beater by Chris Middleton. But from that point forward, they took control. And you see the impact of Drew Holiday. Um, I think Drew Holiday oh, yeah. has been the MVP of the playoffs so far. He's not putting up the stats of a Luka or a Trey Young, or Kawhi Leonard, anybody like that. But his impact on both ends is just immeasurable. Right. When you see somebody giving you 15 points, 10 assists, while also locking down on the other end of the floor and the impact of him on the Bucks has been seen. And because of that, I'll make this prediction on here first. Oh. I got Bucks in seven over the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, the all Bucks right. beat the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> in the second round. You heard it here first. Yeah, you're damn right. You heard it here first. We hear everything first. All right. I love it, man. Yeah. All right. So the prediction has been made. And I hope you're right because, you know, I'm rooting for the Knicks. I am not a Nets fan. I don't care where the hell they move, even though I am from Brooklyn. So it's kind of hard over there. But, all right, yeah, it's a little NBA playoff action for you. We're going to have a hell of a lot more as the, as the NBA playoffs go on. And hopefully next time I come on here, it's the Knicks coming back from a 3-1 deficit. I don't know. I'm even afraid to look at the score right now. But speaking of basketball, between Russell Westbrook, Nikki, and Kyrie Irving and others that have gone on, I'm sure you've seen – they're not in a protective bubble. These fans take it too far, dumping popcorn on them, throwing bottles at them. Where does it end? Now, I hear the guy from Boston may actually get charges brought up against him, Nikki, and could see jail time, as a matter of fact. But I always say, Nikki, the fans, they feel that they are untouchable. They pay a price of admission, and they think they can say anything. They can do anything they want, and it's absolutely ridiculous. I see... 45-year-old, 55-year-old men go there and act like complete teenagers and screaming and cursing and yelling and talking about their family and everything. Why can't you just go to a basketball game, root for your team, forget about the personal stuff that's going on and how you feel about them? You're going there to root on for your team. But throwing things at the players, Nikki, way too far. And it reminds me of the Malice in the Palace. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you talking about Eagles fans? Oh wow! <laughs> sounds, she wait to get that out. <laughs> sounds so familiar. Yeah, uh, and, does, like, right? and they would do that, but you know what? They do it to. There are certain fan bases, and we did a show about horrible fan bases, where like they'll come to your stadium and throw shit at you, like you're yeah. at your home stadium. Now, I think it's ridiculous. I know, like we all get passionate, and God knows I've thrown stuff in my own home just out of frustration. But like, have a little class. Like, go to the game. You know, I know you're going to get mad. You're going to let a few curse words fly. Who am I to judge anybody on a curse word? But, like, come on. <laughs> keep it in check. Like, you don't need to go off the deep end. And I'm sorry. Like, you shouldn't be throwing drinks on people or at players. So, yeah, um, there should be consequences for your actions. And, you know, there's probably kids around, too. So, yes, let's just have a little, like, social responsibility when we're around each other and not act like animals. Very good point. And you're right. There are kids around. And what do they do? They learn from their parents, their peers, and they're going to see that. And they're going to think it's okay to do one day. And something, God forbid, could happen to me. I, I just get the feeling. And I've been to a million sports events already. And I've never, I mean, yeah, I've heckled players on the other team, but never anything personal. You know, I've been sitting on the third base dugout when, um, you know, whether the Cubs would come to town or the Braves would come to town. I'm a Mets fan, so I would heckle them. But never say anything terrible. Um, There's a picture of Ryan Dempster on the Chicago Cubs. 
and he's got a wind up where he kind of quirks his arm like this. So I go to Ryan Dempster. I'm like, what the hell is that? What's that all about? Where'd you get that from? He goes, I got it at Odell's. <laughs> I, I lost it. So they can have fun with you. It's all right as long as you do it in good taste. But D, this is not good taste, bro. No, not at all. It's for me, you mentioned the mouse in the palace. I think we've gotten too far removed from it, right? right. Because fans feel untouchable, right? Especially That's like right. for instance, the guy who poured the popcorn on Russell Westbrook. He know Russell Westbrook couldn't get up there to him. He wouldn't right. do that if there was a chance that Russell Westbrook could get to him. You damn Westbrook, right. A very intense guy, 6'2", 6'3", mm-hmm. 220, one of the best athletes we've ever seen. He's going to whoop your ass. Like, yeah, go throw <laughs> popcorn out, out at the street and then see what happens, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. So I feel like before games, they should show the mouse in the palace to remind fans, this can happen to you. You yeah. want to pour a beer on an athlete? You want to throw popcorn? You want to try to spit on somebody like the guy did trying yeah. to get Trey Young? Uh, you could get your ass whooped. And I think that yeah. we've gotten too far removed from that. We need to remind people that can happen to them. And, of course, violence isn't the answer. But I think sometimes you need to be reminded that violence can happen. Um, right. So I think that reminder is needed. Um, but I do like the fact that actual charges are being brought up against a guy in Boston who threw the water bottle. Because the water bottle, if it's full, can do some damage. Damn so right. You hit Kyrie in the eye. Might, absolutely. Yeah, it, could, it definitely could do some damage. So if maybe that will deter those type of fans because 95% of the fans go to the game to enjoy the game. That's right. They're going to go, they might boo. They might join the chant. Uh, you know, like some of the chants have been really good, you know, yeah, the, like the one to Trey young. That's my favorite <laughs> chant. <laughs> I can't say it now, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's one I probably wouldn't join in, but they, they had some really good chants. Uh, the Trey young is balding. One was pretty funny. Uh, that was a pretty yeah. funny thing that they did. Just get rid of it. Just buzz it, bro. Come on. Come yeah, on, you might it. have to. He might have yeah, to buzz it. Bro. it bro. Maybe you got to wear a shape head and we don't know, you know. Um, but, you know, with <laughs> with the fans in Atlanta chanting overrated at Julius Randle, with the way he's oh. been playing, you can't blame him, right? Mm. Uh, the Miami fans doing a count on Giannis for his free throws because he got the penalty for being taking too long on his free throw shot. Right. Like, those are creative chants. It's fun fan interaction. It's cool. Once you go beyond that and you're trying to touch a player, spell on the player, uh, the fans who got ejected for being just a-holes to John Morant's family in Utah, come on, man. That's It's just Ridiculous. going too far. Like, don't ruin it for people who haven't been able to go to the games yet. Like, I'm right. really excited about this football season, going to games, mm-hmm. next season with the Suns, going to see the Pelicans when they come in town. Don't ruin it for us who haven't been able to go to games yet just because you want to be a couple of a-holes. And exactly. people run like, it's crazy, man. So I think they should really play that video. Jermaine O'Neal sliding, punching that guy, that Detroit Pistons fan, knocking him out. Yep. Like, this can happen to you. <laughs> this can, yes. That's right. <laughs> Don't Welcome interact with the players world. in that way. They should <laughs> just do it back to them. Like, if you spit on somebody, then someone should just spit on you. How do you like yeah, it? Right? And yeah. I for an eye. There you go. There you yeah, go. I wish somebody would. Like, spitting is so disgusting. You know what? I don't care. If I was uh, if I was on the court and somebody spit at me, I'd go right up there and spit right back in their face. I don't that care. is the most disrespectful it's thing you could do really to a human is. being. Yeah. Spitting on a person is the most disrespectful thing you could do to a human being. There's no doubt. Hey, I mean, Chris is dropping in over here. He says, bring the yeah. malice back. But he's joking around, of course. And yeah, he's giving me an update on the Knicks over here. Knicks and Hawks, 31-29. All right, thanks for the update, Chris. Keeping it close because I don't know if my eyes can look at that right now, what's been happening with my Knicks team. But nevertheless, all right, um, hey, let's keep it rocking over here. So 
That's a lot of NBA playoffs. The fans, again, taking it too far. Westbrook, Kyrie, other players. Um, you hear this one? Patrick Mahomes wants to go 20-0. You think that? I mean, all right, 20-0. So it went from 14-0 to 17-0, 18-0, and now it's 20-0 with the extra regular game season. Guys, I don't know if that's possible. What the Patriots did back in 2007, I really don't see that ever happening again. I don't see a dominant football team being that much more dominant over 31 other NFL teams, Nikki. I don't think a team is going 20 and 0 winning the Super Bowl. And uh, it, the Patriots didn't quite they didn't quite finish that off. Now did what? they? That you <laughs> much to your happiness. Yes, much to my happiness and the rest of the world's delight because <laughs> we all hate the Patriots. Um yeah, I don't know. Okay, I want a million dollars, Patrick Mahomes. Like, sure, you can try. I just <laughs> All right, we'll see. I, I don't think it'll happen, you know. Like Pittsburgh, remember, was like, oh God, what were they? Eleven and 0? it's going to come. Like that loss is going to come. Just ask Tom Brady. He said he'd give two more rings back just to get that one back. Yeah, so it'll come. It might be the Super Bowl, but that loss will come. So pick your poison. I agree, especially D with that extra with that extra game added in there. It's going to be tougher and. Also for teams, um, you know, I was watching a little bit how, remember, the Colts in 2009, they could have had their their run and go undefeated, but they let the Jets beat them in week uh, 16, I believe it was. And then you had the Patriots, who all the players said, no, we want this, we're going for it. Where do you stand on that? Do you, do you think, let's say, because we're talking about Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, let's say they're, I don't know, they're 14-0. and 0. Do you think they should go for it? Yeah, a chance at history is very tempting. Right. Yeah. You want to yeah. you get a chance to, you know, finally put those 72 Dolphins away. You can finally get <laughs> yeah. getting the celebrations of them drinking every time somebody loses for the first right. time. <laughs> <laughs> so that is very tempting. And if you're healthy, I can see going for it. Now, if you have any knickknack injuries at all, like you, you woke up and your back hurt this morning, uh-huh. don't go for it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> like make sure you stay healthy. And but also it can be to your detriment. Right. You mentioned those Colts. Maybe those Colts beat the Saints in Super Bowl. If they continue to go through their regular season and keep their rhythm, uh, you know, the Saints, even that season, were 13, I believe, before we lost to Dallas. Right. Um, so you have those years where you have so much momentum and you can ruin it by taking rest games. Right. And with that extra game, you might see teams taking two, three rest games because let's say the Chiefs don't have any challenge in their division and they have the division locked up by week 14 mm-hmm. and number one seed locked up. Then do you just take three rest games? I don't think you could sh- you should take that many, especially with a bye. So that's pretty much four weeks a month without you yep. playing. Totally, I don't think you should do that. So if they have a chance to go for it, you can go for it with uh, the putting in mind that you want to keep your rhythm going. So yeah, and- I wouldn't mind it if they are fourteen and zero. They say, "Hey, we're gonna go for twenty and zero." I wouldn't mind it, and plus, like you'll be the first team in history to be able to do that. It's of course it's pretty tempting. And there is something to be said about momentum and keeping that momentum yeah. going, like you alluded to a little bit earlier. You know, you do with the Colts. Like, yeah, they, they still managed to reach the Super Bowl, but, hey, New Orleans have played in big time. And, you know, I don't know if that is a direct correlation to that, but it makes sense. And, you know, Chris coming in here, we saw Golden State go 73-9, and nine, best regular season record, and they went to the finals but didn't win it. It's, it's, it's amazing. So you got to complete the job like the Patriots were not able to do. You got to finish the job out right. So – yeah, Chris, definitely with you on that one. I appreciate that. So moving on a little bit now, um, talk about Patty Mahomes. Now, the Julio Jones trade is getting a little bit more traction. I'm going to name a couple of teams, guys. Nikki, you stop me when you hear a team that you think is going to work out. Jets, Patriots, 
Ravens, Colts, Titans, Broncos, and the Washington football team. And the Raiders I put in there too. Well, somebody copied us because we all said these teams weeks ago. And let's not forget, I said Baltimore. I said the Raiders on the February 24th show. (laughs) Yep, I certainly did. No, I could see see that. Um, I think we did talk about Indy as well. I wasn't a huge fan of Tennessee. Again, I just don't think Tannehill is the quarterback for him. Oh, the Patriots are interesting. I could see that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to happen, right? Don't you guys think? Yeah, it's going to happen. It's it's definitely going to happen. And now we're past that June 1st date, Damien, that we kept talking about and everything. So I think the Jets would be great and give Zach Wilson a player like that. You know, hopefully he can stay healthy, but I don't know if he's going to want to go there. It's going to have to get kind of like a friendly, you know, a play, player-friendly sort of trade or something. So I think that, you know, they want to probably have him out of the conference in the AFC. That's why I think Colts, Ravens, Titans, maybe Broncos, or even the Raiders. I don't know. What are you thinking as far as a good fit? for Julio Jones when he does get traded because it is inevitable. So the team that I brought up on my show, I want to see him go to. I want to see him go to the team that last year took that quantum. (laughs) I would love to see him go to the Buffalo Bills. Wow. Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley with Josh Allen throwing the ball. I think it'd be really dangerous. I think that the Buffalo Bills are – just one player away, one dynamic player away from being a Super Bowl contender. Why not take that chance, especially if they're willing to take a second-round pick? That's nothing for the chance to get Julio Jones, who yeah. his last healthy season. So last year he missed some games, but in 2019 caught almost 1,400 yards in passes. Like, he still right. got it. Oh, he's so, still got it. Yeah, so I definitely would take that chance if I was Buffalo. Yeah, he's still got it. Look, 32 years old, you're not a fossil, obviously, Nikki, in the NFL. You could still play ball, and especially with the nutrition and how players keep themselves up nowadays. I know that he has been injury-prone as of late, but Damian just told you a couple of years ago the numbers he put up. And Julio Jones, Nikki, has to go to a team where he's not the third option, all right, because he's going to be a guy who, yeah, he wants to win a Super Bowl, but he still wants 100 targets, and who could blame him? He's Julio freaking Jones. So he can't go to, like, a Tampa Bay or something like that or another team that has a whole bunch of wide receivers. Yeah. But and plus, they not, they'll never trade him in a division anyway. Right, exactly right. But yeah. I like your Buffalo pick. It's at, at a division, at a conference. And, yeah, John Brown has become a little bit unreliable with his health as well. So having a Julio Jones up. Stephon Diggs would probably break every record in, in, in the book if he had Julio <laughs> Jones on the other side of him. So I yeah, like that. that's a great point. That's that. Yeah, that's a good one. That really could. And you're right. Like you said, they're one player away. Just one. That's it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers not showing up to OTAs. We're going to wait till that story gets a little oh, bit bigger. God. But- Who cares? I'm putting, no, that's <laughs> it. I'm putting, uh, what is a referendum? I don't know what it's called, but there is no Aaron Rodgers talk until it is sorted out. Like, I'm honestly, wake me I'm up in you. September. I actually don't give a <laughs> shit. Play, don't play, host Jeopardy, go marry Shailene Woodley. I don't care. Invite your family. Don't invite your family. Just stop. Just stop. Like, it's annoying. You have, like, 60 bazillion dollars. Just, I, I really don't give a shit what you do. Come I back. you don't talk back. about him. <laughs> that was it. I'm not. After this, I'm done. It's just so annoying. Oh, Aaron Rodgers did this. Aaron Rodgers didn't show. Who cares? Aaron show Rodgers up, used dude. the Q-tip the other day, and it came yeah. out perfectly clean. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a freaking break. 
But this one is interesting with Naomi Osaka, who is the number two seed ranked woman's player in tennis in the world. She withdrew from the French Open. So we'll spend a minute on this over here. She was fined for not participating in or speaking to reporters. So Osaka says that she's suffering, and I have no reason to doubt her at all, suffering from mental illness, as a lot of people have over the past year, year and a half, what it's been, and doesn't feel like she's able to have that pre and post game dialogue. Okay, so she withdrew from the tournament saying that it'd be the best thing for her, the best thing for the French Open, taking away her distractions, quote unquote. And again, not to her fault, but, you know, sometimes people deal with more. They're not just athletes. They're not robots. So Osaka won her first round match, actually. But again, decided that it was best for everyone to withdraw from the tournament. With that all being said, taking the mental illness part aside just for a moment here, guys, Damien, do you think that athletes should be required pre and post game or even at all have to talk to the media? And I know it's part of their contract. You have to go sit in the press conference after whatever it is. But do you think that it has to be mandatory every single freaking time players go out there? Do we have to see Kevin Durant every single time the Nets play a game? Do we have to see, you know, Serena Williams talking about every single match or whatever it is? So let me go to you first, Dean. Then I want to go to Nikki. How much do they really owe in order to keep doing all these different interviews pre and post game? Yeah, it could be overkill. Uh, but I am a little biased being a, a beat reporter myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've been there in the post game conference and in, in the locker room. And it's really cool when you get the interaction with, especially when you and athlete become comfortable with each other. Like I yeah. did the Phoenix Mercury for three seasons. So when Brittany Griner would see me, she's like, oh, three point conversion. What, what you got to ask me today? <laughs> so, she, <laughs> so it's something that once they get comfortable with you, it's something that could really be to a benefit. You get good answers get, you know, good write-ups because of it. But from an athlete standpoint, you know, I could see why it could be annoying. Like, I just got finished playing, especially when you lose a game. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're just like, ah, oh, now I got to go do this. Just lost this game. I just lost on a buzzer beater. Now I got to go answer these questions mm-hmm. about it. Or if you're somebody like uh, Naomi Osaka who deals with anxi- anxiety about, you know, if it's public speaking or is it just anxiety, period, depression, right. that's, you know, so a stage like that can really – just not be healthy for you. Um, so I really am disappointed in the French Open for finding her for that. Me too. And you got your t- that's the top 10 player in the world now. Like Serena's no longer the top player. She is. That's right. So you you should, she has a different set of standards that she should have. Like when LeBron didn't get fined for breaking COVID protocols, uh-huh. it's LeBron James. It's right. Saka is LeBron James of tennis right now. She so is. So you should get treated with those special rules as well. And tennis should recognize that. But tournaments like the French Open, Wimbledon, with all that tradition and everything, they're going to be more stubborn on their rules because they believe, oh, we're we're at a tournament. Like, people come to see this tournament, not to come to see the player, which is the players that come. It's going to be players that change and come through, and this tournament's still going to be there when Osaka's done. But while Osaka is here, she's the reason why people come to watch that tournament. You make perfect sense. And another thing that you alluded to that you said – where a player has to go right to the podium right after losing a heartbreaker game, a game seven in the NBA finals, the Super Bowl. I mean, anything you could think of, Nikki, that's like, are you kidding me? Like, I want to talk to you guys right now. If I lost a game of my life, I could have been a Super Bowl champion. I could have been an NBA champion, NHL, Major League Baseball, whatever it is. And now they got to go up there and some of them cry and I don't blame them, but 
Yeah, you catch it. What do you expect? Are you expect them to be all joyous and happy and everything? Oh, well, darn it. Gosh darn sugar. What are you going to do? We lost the game by, by two runs. What are you going to do with it? No, they're not going to be chipper. They're going to be pissed off because they're athletes and they want to win, Nikki. Yeah. Well, that – look, I think the press conference is – you know, they have to sell the game. That's part of selling the game, the emotion, the heartbreak, the the high of being a champion, the headlines, the, you know, the grab. And I think it goes both ways. Like Dee was saying, you know, you could have that reporter, you know, some reporters just aren't really nice. Okay. And maybe you got to <laughs> keep in mind the athlete you're talking to and maybe you do need to develop a report because, you know, what? it's just like anything else. What you give people, they're going to feed off you. And that's what you're going to get back. So, but listen, if Naomi was dealing with anxiety and, and, you know, maybe doing press conferences for her is really, really tough, then, you know, maybe there should be something in a contract. Listen, they load manage their games in the NBA. Why can't they load manage some of the media? I don't know. There's got to be a happy medium, but um, until the contracts change, yeah, part of their job is, is to sell the game, but I don't think she should have been fine. She's obviously dealing with, something so um maybe a little compassion sometimes for people would go a long way yeah yeah i would say so really i mean we are human beings at the end of the day we're not again we're not robots these athletes are not robots you know nobody's perfect we do what we can with what we got so uh yeah pray you know certainly prayers and everything to naomi osaka hopefully everything does work out and that that's what we want and again uh it's, it's really hard to talk to somebody after they had just lost one of the biggest games of their life. So, you know, we have to take everything yeah. into context. It's, really, do. It's also tough on the other side as well, being a person asking those questions. Oh, I know. That athletes already met. Yeah. Like, it's definitely, I, I've had some mean looks come my way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> asking some questions yep. after I lost. So, yeah, yep. it goes both ways on that too. It, it's true. Empathy is a huge thing. You got to realize yeah. when and where, but you know what? You got a job to do. You got to say it. Just like reporters yeah. say, well, I'm paid to ask these questions and I get it. Yeah. So, once in a while, you get Mike Ditka just turning beat red and freaking going crazy <laughs> on me, you know. So, and that's and that's uh, the thing too, though. Like you get those moments, you get the Jim Moore playoffs, yeah, right. The playoffs, <laughs> you, get, right. you get those yep. moments as well. Yep. So it's something to both sides of it, and we would miss those moments that we don't get if they never talked to us. Yeah, as if they never talked, right? If they never talked, yeah. I think they talk too much. So yeah, I definitely want to hear from them, but. Damn it, we let him off the hook. We crowned their ass, <laughs> let him off the hook. But yeah, you're right, man. We never get that stuff. Danny Green, my mm. man. Oh, boy. All right, guys. Let's do a little applause and tomatoes, okay? That was our neighborhood news on third and three. Applause and tomatoes time. Nikki, you ready to wind her up? I sure am. All right, let's hit it. Tomato time. <laughs> tomato time. Um, yeah, so this week my tomatoes are going to the History Channel. Oh, that's okay. one of my favorite channels. I, I can't hear this. I can't wait to hear this. Okay. It, well, George, it is one of my favorite channels as well because I am a little bit of a history buff. My husband is too. And they do have good shows like season two, The Food That Built America, The Titans That Built America. That's great and all. Side note, I'm waiting for The Women Who Built America. I don't know why oh. we can't do that. Um, okay. don't, don't, you sh- sh- shouldn't have gave up your idea, Nikki. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna see it next. We're gonna see it next week. Coming in But that's my point. They only actually air history 
on Memorial Day and Fourth of July. The rest of the time is American pickers. Like, I what know. are you doing? Who is programming this? The same people who program ridiculousness <laughs> on MTV 24 freaking seven. Like, uh, where are the actual good shows about history? So I kind of like went down this rabbit hole. So I started watching Halston on Netflix. If you guys don't know, fashion designer. Um, then I said, then I got sucked into like the seventies and studio 54. So then I watched a bunch of stuff on that. And then I started watching, uh, on Apple TV, uh, 1971, the year that music changed everything. Amazing. And then you get to the history channel and it's like, what is this? Like, you got to be kidding me. I don't want to watch Pawn Stars and American Pickers. So I would like to know who is in charge of programming because you suck. And if you make the programming for history buffs, I promise you we will watch it. There's a lot of terrible shows out there that have a following and I don't know why. So whoever's in charge of history, you should be fired. And if you come up with the women who built America, you better not make me get another streaming app. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Nikki giving all the good ideas away already. You're right. Yeah, where, where's the women that built America? I hear you as we say, as we say what up, this say what, say it again. Yo, what's up, brother? Good to have you in the house, man. There is Tyree. Like she, she's not out the program, and I love it, Nikki. <laughs> I, I, I do love history. You know, with my ancient aliens, you know, but they, they got a new good show, America's Book of Secrets, like all the secret stuff, like the CIA and things like that, but I'm with you. Sometimes it's really not history at all. So I get where you're coming from with that one. All right. So tomatoes, I hope you're not wearing your white shirt over there. Damien, what do you got? <laughs> so I'm throwing my tomatoes this week at Shannon Sharp. Oh. So the reason that, you know, we we're talking about Julio Jones even more is because Shannon Sharp decided to call Julio Jones on live TV and not tell him he was on live TV. What? Mm. Who does that? Like, no. even if you call somebody and you have them on speakerphone and it's just three of y'all in there, you say, hey, I'm on speakerphone with blah and blah. That's right. Just so they know. Right. And it's not like you think you think the person on the phone is going to say something about the people in the background, but just let them know. So they don't say anything inappropriate. You should do the same thing on live TV. Hey, I'm on live TV. And I wanted to give you a call on this because there's no telling what Julio could have said. He could have cursed. He could have said anything. He could have said exactly. something about one of his teammates. Uh, and I'm not saying Julio is one of those guys that would talk bad about his teammates, but he could even say like, oh, you know, me and Matt Ryan not vibing. Maybe that's why I want out. And that would have been blown up. And because he would, didn't know he was on TV and you wait to the end of the conversation and say, hey, I'm hit you back. You know, we live on the air right now. Thanks for telling me, Shannon. I, I appreciate know. it. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, could, right. Could you imagine what could have come out of his mouth? Just thinking that he's talking to his friend. Like, you yeah. know, I talk to you on the phone. We may use, you know, vulgar language or whatever it may be. We're friends, you know, and yeah. he's thinking, oh, I'm talking to my boy right now. Okay, everything's cool. But, oh, man, you can't do someone like that. Oh, yeah. my God, that's dirty, man. That's real yeah. dirty right there. That's dirty bird action right there. You can't be doing that stuff. <laughs> that's nasty, man. Now, yeah. so I'm, I'm surprised that Shannon Sharper do something like that. I really am. I really, yeah, I was really surprised. Am. I was surprised with Shannon as well. Um, Nikki, did you see when Shannon Sharp called Julio Jones on TV? No, I didn't. Oh man, that's yeah, that's the reason it blew up even more is because he called Julio Jones and Julio pretty much said, Yeah, I'm out of there, I'm out of Atlanta. Uh, because they were asking about they saw him in the Dallas Cowboys hoodie. I think that was a picture of him, right? And you know, that's Skip right. got excited uh, when he saw him in the Dallas Cowboys hoodie. He's like, 
no, I'm not going to Dallas. <laughs> like, it's not, not going to happen. He probably was a Cowboys fan growing up, and has, and that's why he has one. Because growing up, in a lot of people growing up where he grew up are Dallas Cowboys fans. But nah, it's like that. You can't do it. You can't call somebody on live TV and not tell them. No, hey, you're on live TV and you're on speakerphone. Like, you no, can't. that that's just wrong. That's wrong. That's like calling up a calling up a you know you have your friend on the other line and you're calling up a girl that you like or something like that and like talking trash or whatever. Yeah, no, you can't be doing that. You can't be yeah. doing that. And uh, Ty Ray says that uh, Skip, uh, he heard Skip laughing toward the end of that whole thing. So, wow, what a fiasco that was. Very interesting, yeah. right? Damn, man. That was a good one. My tomatoes, you can probably only imagine. I have, Nikki, all the tomatoes that you've ever thrown in your life, I'm taking and I'm collecting with my tomatoes and Damien's and I'm throwing them all at Julius Randle. What in the hell is happening? <laughs> Guy was an MVP candidate all year long from scoring yeah. to rebounds to assists. And he's not playing his game at all right now. D, you know, just as well as I do, or even better, he's not playing his game. He's not creating. He's not making things happen. He seems to get the ball at the top of the key and try to do a little shimmy, a little move here and there, and it ain't working out. So yeah. Derek Rose playing out of his mind. Alec Burke had a couple of good games. But Julius Randle is our MVP. He's had MVP chance going on in the Garden since the beginning of the year. He has disappeared. He had a better game last week, but still, his shooting percentage is absolutely awful. Dude, get in the paint. Muscle him down. Clint Capella is not that much bigger than you, bro, if he even is. I think that Randall's probably heavier than him. Work it in the paint. Get your game going. Get the guys open on the line. R.J. Barrett, you got to step up too. But also, D, the Knicks' defense. They're supposed to be one of the best defenses in the league. We're giving up over 100 points a game. So Julius Randle, Knicks defense, get it freaking together, man. This is not a good thing happening right now. Us Knicks fans are so freaking happy that we finally got back into the playoffs in a legit four-seed home home court advantage, and this is happening right now. All I can say is Trey Young is freaking amazing, Damian. That's all I can say. He's amazing. Yeah, Trey Young's amazing. I have to apologize to Trey Young and Atlanta Hawks. I've been doubting them all year. I picked the Knicks going into this series. And I knew Atlanta had more talent, but the reason I picked the Knicks was the, the way they play. Their defense yeah, right. going down the game. And Julius Randle abused Atlanta during the regular season. Abused them. That's so correct. Like, okay, he's going to play that same way in the playoffs, and it's not been that way at all. Now, some of it could be on coaching. Tibbs is a great defensive coach, not known for his offensive game. So some of you could say, okay, maybe they should play, you know, call better calls for him, get him in better position to score. Mm -hmm. um, but the fact that Derrick Rose is the guy that you're depending on at this stage of his career is a bad sign. I love yeah. the fact that Derrick Rose is playing as well, but you shouldn't be depending on Derrick Rose to win a series. Like no. you said, Julius Randle is your star. R.J. Barrett's a guy you drafted at number three. Those guys should be the ones carrying you right now, and Derrick Rose should be the third option. But the yeah. fact that your whole offense is Derrick Rose pick and roll, it's pretty That's bad. It. But yeah, it is yeah. bad. It's it's really unfortunate. And you're right. Tom Thibodeau does deserve some blame in here for not making the correct adjustments. So very well said on, on your part right there. So upset with my Knicks. Uh, yeah, uh, Chris, give me another update if you can. Actually, don't. If they're losing, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Only when they're winning, show me an update, man, because I can't even look at the TV right now. I'm taping the game. Uh, we'll see what happens. But you guys know I like to wrap my tomatoes into my applause. But, guys, I'm giving my applause, and I didn't even know they had this show. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion. Did you guys know they had one? No. Yeah, it was great. Okay. It was fucked. <laughs> 
it was great. It was <laughs> phenomenal. It was, I mean, you know, yeah. the only person who wasn't there was Uncle Phil because may he rest in peace. But yeah. it brought me, I, I cried, I laughed, yeah. and I learned too. You see, um, there's a lot of things I want to say about it. I'll make it as short as I possibly can. First thing I want to say is that Tatiana Ali, Ashley, she went to my elementary school. She's one grade ahead of me. We went to school together. I don't think oh, that she wow. remembers me at all because we were so young. But the school was in a frenzy when we heard that she's going to be on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We freaking lost our That's minds. Awesome. Oh, yeah. it was so cool. So cool. I'm like, I got to get a good date with her, man. I'm like, I want Tatiana. I got to get a date with her. <laughs> She's in L.A. and I'm gone. It's it's all over from there. But I'll never, I'll never forget walking down the halls and saying hi and look what she made for herself. But, okay, the Fresh Prince reunion, awesome. And, by the way, Chris, 5247 Hawks at the half. I said, tell me when they're winning. (laughs) (laughs) But the reunion was so great. Like I said, I laughed. I cried. I was very emotional because I watched every episode of that show 4,800 times already. And then I liked how they got got into um, the black culture and even the female black culture and how hard it is to make it in that business. And again, we're talking early 90s over here, right? So most shows were white shows, right? As we know, you know, for the most part, I mean, we have different strokes, there's other things, and Martin was amazing, but Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was so culturally diverse in so many different ways, and it mm-hmm. everybody loved it, everybody watched it, I mean, even freaking the butler, you know, G, what's up, G, how you doing today? I mean, it was just that great of a show, and the way that they were all sitting around and talking about the show, and how Will Smith used to lip his lips everybody else's work, because he knew everybody's line in the yeah. show, Guys, that's the way that you do a reunion show. To me, that was perfect. Round of applause all the way around for me. I didn't know they had it, but when I found out, I'm like, I got to watch this. And it was so, so great, Damien. I loved every second of it. it yeah. Um, you guys know how I feel about The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, my favorite yeah. show of all time. And I watched the reunion probably like the second day after it came out. Like, I was so hyped. <laughs> and I loved every minute of it. Uh, like you said, you laughed, you cried. The James Avery part, if you don't cry on that part, you don't have a heart. You, like, sir, you're right. Yeah, oh. I, like I had to shed some tears on that one. Uh, it's, like you said, a great show. I love how uh, Will reconnected with Janet, the original. Yes, Antif. the OG, um, that's right. Yeah, so that was awesome. Just going back through the memories of the show, and I've been on HBO Max re-watching episodes. I'm already up to season six. <laughs> like, like I was literally, I was like, did I literally see every episode? I, I have literally saw every episode of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we <laughs> so, all yeah. have. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing, man. A great reunion. Uh, the Friends reunion is actually on there now, so I know you'll be hype about that as well. Yeah, you might hear something about that later. But the Fresh Prince, <laughs> boy, was that good. That was just as good as it gets. I love it, baby. I love it. What a freaking show and what a reunion. So that's where my applause went this week, Damien. What do you got? Uh, for my applause, I'm going to give my applause to the entire NBA playoffs. It's been Ooh. amazing, great action. The game last night between Denver and Portland was just bananas. <laughs> I was actually speaking of say what, say it again. Uh, me and Tyrus were going back and forth because he picked Denver. I picked Portland in that game. I got Portland in the series. And he was talking trash about how Portland's about to lose. And then here comes Damian Dalla again with another crazy shot. Uh, it was an amazing game. 
and we've had a lot of those good games. I mentioned the Milwaukee Bucks and Miami game one earlier. That was an amazing game. Uh, the Lakers and Suns series has been very interesting, even if some of the games haven't been that good, just the drama of it. You have so much good stuff going on in NBA playoffs. It reminds you why we love this game and why you had those commercials talking about how it's fantastic. So you have these. <laughs> yeah. The NBA definitely reminding you of that. So my applause goes to the NBA playoffs. All right. Yeah, it's it's been fantastic. we got such a long way to go, D. It's going to keep getting better and yeah. better with the teams, man. I'm real excited about that. Awesome shot at. All right, Nikki, close us out. I will close this out. So happy Pride Month, everybody. Um, So just, you know, a big shout out and a big round of applause. I know celebrations have started all over, but to everyone who supports the LBGTQ community and everybody who celebrates diversity and champions inclusion and everyone who honors everybody that came before them to fight for equal rights. I know it's such an important month for the community and we still have a lot of work to do. I'm sure there's all of us have somebody close to us, a friend or family member who have been made to feel less than because they love somebody, you know, different than what, you know, society says they should, but love is love. It comes in all forms. And I hope everybody continues to support and celebrate, especially this month. Way to go, Nikki. Yeah, right. That's definitely. <laughs> Should have had the applause button already for that one. Excellent job, Nick. No doubt. No doubt. You always come in with that stuff. You bring you bring the goods every week. That's why she's on the show, man. She's a third of our hole over here, no doubt. All right. So applause and tomatoes done for this week, but we got a lot more stuff, guys. We got a lot more show to go to. And I didn't know about this until yesterday. So that CBS came out with the top 100 NFL players going into the 2021 season. So if I can bring it up real quick, I'll give you the top 10 of what they have. And there probably won't be too many surprises over here, but we're going to have to go through this and figure out which is the best way to go over here because I'm not quite sure that they got this one right. So starting from the top, here we go. We got Patrick Mahomes, number one. No problem there. Aaron Donald, number two. I'm all right with that. Number three, Aaron Rodgers, a little bit old. Tom Brady, a little bit older at number four. Travis Kelsey, number five, T.J. Watt, six, Devontae Adams, seven, our boy Russell Wilson at eight, Miles Garrett at nine, and then Josh Allen, Mr. Quantum Leap himself at number 10. All right. I got a lot of issues with this list, guys. It's a little freaky over here. So here's my first gripe. All right. I'm going all the way to number 36, Damian. DeAndre Hopkins is ranked 36th, and he is the sixth wide receiver on this list. There are five ranked ahead of him. I don't know how that makes any sense in the world that there are five better wide receivers than DeAndre Hopkins in the league. And let's try to go over them. We said Devontae Adams. uh, I believe it. Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill. Um, We also got, let me see, let me see. I know there was one more in there. If I could find it real quick. Uh, And then Julio Jones. And then Julio oh, Jones. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, look, DeAndre Hopkins, I, I'm thinking he's like one or two at the very worst. D, what do you think? Got to be really low right there, huh? Yeah, to have him sixth among receivers is definitely tough. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because so the number one receiver they have is Devontae yeah. Adams at seven, Yeah, right? Devontae Adams. Yep, he was the first one. And I'm not and mad at that. Travis Kelsey ahead of him. Yeah, Travis, yeah, 
yeah, this this looks a little rough. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's too low for D Hop. I think he's a top five wide receiver. It's a tough list. Uh, that's another thing we talked about on Say What Say It Again yesterday. Was top five receivers, and do you have Julio Jones in your top five? So mm. I guess it's tough, man, because Julio Jones is definitely a top five talent. But going into next year, do you think he's a top five receiver? That's right. Is a, is a different question. Right. And we know that DeAndre uh, Hopkins is for sure. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins definitely is a top five receiver going into next year. You imagine he's going to be even better with another year getting more chemistry with Kyler Murray. So yeah, I would I'm definitely like not feeling that. I'm not feeling Alvin Kamara at number 37. What is <laughs> yeah, what that's another one. Weird. It doesn't make sense. Like, how can Trav Nikki, how can Travis Kelsey be ranked fifth? And George Kittle ranked twenty second. I mean, they're oh, no, neck and neck. No, I, I I agree with you. I went, I kind of like perused this yesterday, and I was like writing my notes down. And right away, it was D Hop, George Kittle. Like, I think you know what else? Oh, I have some issues with where the Giants are. Like, and why is Odell Beckham number eighty one? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, you guys read the part where it said just missed it. Like, I. I don't know. I feel like Josh Jacobs probably should have been on there. Like, I just, I, I don't know. But the DeAndre Hopkins one is just criminal. Whoever it did is. this list, like, you guys, CBS, you need to get third and three podcasts to do the list for you because this is whack. I can't believe you printed this. Freaking, du- really, it, it's pathetic that they did. Chris dropping, over. Chris dropping in saying Wilson should be 15 on that list. Also, where is Kittle? Yeah, Kittle, like I said, 22 and Kelsey at five. Get the hell out of here with that stuff. I think Tyree Kill should Tyree Kill is an all-encompassing, unbelievable player. He, I mean, it's not like he got shafted over here. He's ranked 13th, but I think that he yeah. should be a little bit higher. Chris Jones got totally disrespected for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's at number 30. He might be one of the top two, three best defensive linemen in the game. And I was gonna go to Alvin Kamara, number 37. Alvin Kamara might be the best all-around football player in the league. How are you gonna rank him 37, D? That's crazy. Yes, nah, it's, it's definitely crazy. I think Alvin Kamara, I believe he's just as good as Christian McCaffrey. The difference between him and McCaffrey is opportunities. McCaffrey's on a team where he's considered, right. you know, the do all be all. So he's going to get the ball so many more times than Alvin Kamara. And plus the Saints don't want to put Alvin Kamara in a position to get injured the way Christian McCaffrey True. did last year. True. So he's just, that's the only difference. So I don't think you can have Christian McCaffrey, what, 15 spots ahead of mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara. That's crazy. Uh, but what do you think about Dalvin Cook being ahead of Christian McCaffrey? Do you think that's correct? No. I, no. Nikki, Nikki, why don't you go first? I, I agree. No. No, no, I don't think so at all. But like, but here's my thing. You read the reasoning on this list. Like, it's like, well, if he was healthy and what they're going to do next year, if they're at full health, but then that's not the criteria for everybody. But no, yeah. I don't think that. Yeah, I think Christian McCaffrey, like he had limited games. A lot of these guys on the list, like maybe only got through six games or so before they were injured. So I, I just know I don't agree with a lot of this. And you know who did it? Pete Prisco did it, and you know what? That says a lot. Because if you guys ever look at his picks on Sunday, they're pretty terrible. So- <laughs> <laughs> I have well a better done, record. Nikki. I have a better record. Well, well and- you definitely do. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> and how did can't guard Mike? I know. Can't guard Mike go from being considered the best receiver in the league to number 55? Number 55? Because, because uh, he got hurt? 
That's it. That's the only reason. It makes no yeah. sense. It, 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 it's you know what? Another one is. I got two more. For, I got a lot more actually. How in the hell is Nick Chubb sixty three? The guy finished in second and third the last three years in rushing in the NFL. He's a freaking monster. Sixty three. Stefan Gilmore is the best cornerback. Cornerback in the league. Lockdown corner. Stefan Gilmore, 71. Tredavious White, you can argue he's the top corner, 76. Do we guys are, are people losing their freaking minds? Cornerback is so important. You're guarding the number one wide receiver. You're asked to take away half of the field. Stefan Gilmore, 71, and Tredavious White, 76. I think they don't like defense, these people, or something like that, because D, that makes no sense at all. Yeah. It, so the number one cornerback was Jair Alexander from Green Bay at 14. And he was high. Yeah, he was pretty high. Yeah. I mean, he's a yeah, great pretty, player. Great player, yeah, though. He's, he's a great player. But when you read the, the message, it says he has emerged as one of the best cover players in the league. If he's Thanks, one of bro. the best, why would you have him as the best corner in, in the league? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. And then you have Jalen Ramsey behind him. I would probably have Jalen Ramsey as the top corner in the league. Me too. Oh. So, but like you said, John Alexander is amazing. And if they can get somebody to go along with him in Green Bay, the defense would be really good. Uh, but yeah, this list definitely got some holes in it and some things, but it's doing its job. It's doing its job. The yeah, list, it's getting us to talk. Yeah, yeah you're it's right. It's to talk right. about it. So it's doing its job. Uh, Xavier Howard ahead of Gilmore. Are you shocked by that? Mm, I look, Xavier Howard is a fantastic cornerback. He really is. But yeah. Gilmore has been proving it year in and year out for longer. So, yeah, I'm surprised by that. I definitely am. You know, I'm really Derwin James. I know that he didn't play last year, but ranked 90th overall. That's egregious. That, that's yeah, horrible. that one. That one I get a little bit just because it's been two years in a row now. Yeah, OK. All right. Him. What about um, Jamal Adams? Jamal Adams, 92, maybe the best safety in the NFL. Ranked 92. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. What Jamal Adams at ninety two is nuts. That's nuts. Uh, like, that's because if you're saying he can't cover, like, is that what they're trying to say? He's yeah, he struggled at times in coverage. I guess, but he's a safety. Yeah. That's not his main job. Yeah, no, his main job is just to be a menace on the field. Like he yeah. definitely did that last year when he was healthy. Yeah. Like he's he a was just a menace all, all over the, the field. field. <laughs> he's a menace all over the place. But he plays football great, you know. And uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Number 60 overall, I think that that's way too low. And a lot of these other guys, too, because I, I don't know if Mink is better than Stefan Gilmore, Tredavious White, Derwin James, Jamal Adams, but Mink is definitely – I think these guys just should have been up further. Uh, Darius Leonard for the Colts, 53. I mean, this guy leads the league in tackles all the time. And one more, Justin Herbert. Okay, I know that he had 31 touchdowns and 10 picks, but he just got here, and he's ranked 38th overall behind other quarterbacks. So I don't like that one either, Nikki. Even though I like the kid, I don't think that we can put him there that quickly. 38? I don't know. Yeah, no, I think somebody else deserved that spot. Listen, uh, listen, my boy Leonard Williams, he's sitting there at 43. Like, yeah. he was an absolute beast last season. So, you know, I think another year he's going to move up this trash list, not that we care. Again, <laughs> I'm so mad that Odell Beckham's at 81. I, you know, Saquon at 87. I get it, but watch out for this year. James Bradbury didn't even get on the list. I mean, my Giants are so disrespected. Just throwing <laughs> tomatoes at this list because it, it is trash. And I think we should make our own and submit it to CBS and see what happens. 
Yeah, it'll be a hell of a lot better, no doubt. And you know what, yeah. D, another one, your boy Cameron Jordan at 32, I think that he should have done better. I know we got a lot of great players in the NFL. My boy Fred Warner, my middle linebacker at 31. Tyron Matthew at 34, I thought he would have done better. But, yeah, the number one thing that jumped out to me, the two things, was DeAndre Hopkins and Alvin Kamara at 36 and 37. I'm like, dude, I, I just really don't get that. That makes absolutely no freaking sense to me. So, yeah, that threw me for a loop, guys. There, there's a lot of strange ones, but I'm not going to argue – the best quarterback in the game, but one in Patrick Mahomes, and then Aaron Donald, the best defensive player in the game. So they got the first two right. Everything after that is up for debate, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And for me, I'm not seeing Ryan Ramchek, the right tackle for the Saints. I'm not getting nerdy now, but he should be on this list, he should be on this list as well. Uh, we got offensive linemen on here. And J.J. Watt at 66, that's iffy. He's no longer that good of a player. Yeah, uh, I agree. So, or yeah. healthy, even. He's, he's really never healthy. Let's go to uh, yeah. our board. We'll go to our board over here real quick. Um, uh, Chris is saying, no, CMC should be second on that list uh, at running back. Cook and Kamara should be going for top three backs on the list. Um, uh, he's also got – Howard had a – talking about Xavier and Howard had a nasty layer, a year. Look, look at the, the stats that he had against the top receivers. Adams can't cover and was hurt a lot. So Chris is making a lot of good points. And look at the stats, yeah. top receivers that Howard played last year. And, yeah, I get it. You know, we had to go up against Stefan Diggs uh, a couple of times. So, yeah, Xavier and Howard is an excellent, excellent football player. So, he is. Chris yeah, also has a healthy hate for the Seahawks. So anytime he can say <laughs> yeah. anything negative right. about the Seahawks, he's definitely going to go ahead and put that on the paper right there. Yeah, he's going to put Russell Wilson up at like 53 or something like that. <laughs> Don't call for oh, Russell Wilson now. Uh-uh. Right? <laughs> but I definitely wanted to do some of that with you guys because I thought it was – as soon as I looked at it, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And I knew that you guys would share a lot of the same sentiment as me. I just – I really didn't get it. But that's your NFL 100 list by CBS. Who was it? Peter who again? Pete Prisco. <laughs> All right, Pete Prisco. That's right. All right. Yeah, we're going to have to have a little talk. Maybe we'll invite him on the show next week and he can explain himself to us. Explain himself at D-Hop at 36. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I don't know. Is that like his lucky number or something? I mean, I don't know what he's thinking, but that's way out. All right. You ready to do some Mount Play a Play action? Yes, sir. All right. This one's different. I, I love this. This was who's, – who's idea? Nikki, was this your idea? Yeah. Yeah, this is good. All right. All right. First of all, full disclosure, don't take anything we're saying way too seriously. You can take it with some serious, but this is – Cities we do not want to go to, whether we've been there and don't want to go again, whether we've never been there and never want to go there. It could be a bunch of different reasons, but we're going to go for it right now. We have our top four. All right. And I can't wait to get into it. This should be really interesting. Nikki, it was your idea. So let's hear your number four. So, yeah, so I read this article on this where the idea kind of came from Thrillist and it was the 20 least visited states. And I was just kind of going through it. I'm like, oh, this would be interesting. Like, you know, I wonder if people agree with this. So I didn't do cities. I did do states. Um, And I, I really apologize to the flyover states. Love you. But I, I just don't think <laughs> that we got anything in common. So my number four is just the state of Kansas. Um, it's actually the 20th least visited state in the country. Um but so out of my own ignorance, like I really literally know nothing about it. I think like they have good barbecue. Uh, barbecue's not really my thing. Um, you know, what was there? Wizard of Oz. I don't know. Maybe they got like a museum. Uh, what's the big city? Wichita. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. There's no beaches. I'm a Jersey girl, born mm. and raised at the Jersey Shore. Mm. I can't be landlocked. Um, and I guess they're famous for fishing and bird watching. Um, Whoa, yeah, this sounds like I didn't sleep. Yeah, yeah really, like, right? <laughs> Yeah, we're we'll put the golf channel on at the same time. They really put yeah, put give you yeah, yeah. Watch the golf. Yeah, like I just you know I I'm real. I'm just gonna I'm gonna uh you know I'm gonna swipe left on the state of Kansas. Is what I'm. Gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way she puts it. Swiping left on the state of Kansas. All right, and hey, she gave you a reason. She backed it up, and you better not mess with her. Me and D are coming after you. All right, D, what do you got for number four? So for my number four, this city is a great city. Okay, just not to go to in the winter time. I do not want to go to Chicago ever again in the winter time. <laughs> so Chicago is amazing. Lots of stuff to do. Big city, skyscrapers, all the good stuff, right? Yeah. Winter time, no, you get no sun. Like it's literally gray outside all day. It's like if it's twenty degrees, you're lucky. You're lucky if it's 20 degrees outside. It's so cold. <laughs> like, it makes no sense at all. Ice on the ground. You can slip and bust your ass anytime. <laughs> it's just like, and then it literally turns like pitch dark. When I say pitch dark, I mean pitch dark at like six o'clock. <laughs> like, because, because there's no sun. When it turns nighttime, it turns nighttime. You think it's like 10 o'clock at night when it's like 6 o'clock in the evening. It's crazy how fast it turns that dark. Like we went, I've had to go to Chicago three times in the winter, Ugh. none by choice. So the first time I had to go to Illinois, I was about an hour enough of Chicago for boot camp, right? And I had to go from the end of October to the end of December. Two months, all the cold in the world. I got over snow real quick. I was no longer excited about it. And then the second time, my brother-in-law got married, and they decided to get married in Chicago in January. Oh. <laughs> what was this about? He's punishing you at this point. <laughs> then the third time, my wife's sister gets married in December in oh Chicago. Oh, my God. Wait, what? <laughs> Jeez. And like I'm, I was like, I promised after boot camp, I made the promise to myself to never go back. I feel like it was God's way of laughing at me. Yeah, yeah. I'm making yeah. These, these weddings happen in Chicago in the wintertime. I never want to go back to Chicago in the wintertime ever again. It's just so oh. miserable. And I feel like it's just a it's a literal gray cloud over you the whole time. It's oh, I got to back to Arizona and I never appreciated a blue sky more in my life right <laughs> when i came back to arizona i was like oh my god look at this blue sky look at these white clouds yes. it's so nice <laughs> so beautiful. oh my god it's warm i can wear shorts now this is great yep yeah i hear you man I'm, oh god I'm, I'm with you on all of that right there and uh nikki quickly with your kansas comment chris is saying kansas sucks lived there for three years <laughs> so he's <with laughs> All right, what did I put for my number four? Okay, well, I kind of went state, but I'll give you a city in the state, and that's Anchorage, Alaska. And I know you guys think I'm absolutely freaking crazy as it is, but stay with me here. No conspiracy, no weird thing, no alien. People go missing there more than any other state in the entire world every year. Like 16,000 people have gone missing there in the past few years, and you can, due to climate, 
Um, you know, a lot of people like to fly, you know, in between mountain ranges. Um, there's a lot of different electromagnetic forces in Alaska. They have an Alaska triangle, like the Devil's Triangle, like the Bermuda Triangle. So, number one, Alaska's freaking freezing. I want no part of it. I don't want to go over a frozen lake. I don't need to go fly and see all those mountains. I can look at pictures. It's cold as hell over there. And I don't feel like going missing. I would like to stay alive and be around and do the things I want to. So I don't want to become a statistic over there and be one of the missing people. So that's my number four. Anywhere in Alaska, but to put a city on it, I put Anchorage. No offense to you guys. I just want to keep living, and I want people to see me, not as a ghostly figure where I'm missing in Alaska somewhere. So that's my number four, Dean. Yeah, no, I could definitely understand why I'm not a fan of the cold, the dark. Mm. So I get it. <laughs> and, and I'm not going kind of right. missing. And yeah, and gecko, and you're right. You know, in Alaska, at certain parts, the most northern part, it's nighttime all freaking day over there, and then it's yeah. light all freaking. I'm not living in that. That's crazy, man. I'm, that's enough to bug me out for a whole entire freaking year. Forget it. Not having it. All right, number three. What do we got? Is it Nikki? Are you up or is Damien up? We got Nikki. Nikki, all right. All right, number three. Um, Mississippi. (laughs) Why? Because you can't spell it? (laughs) M-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Do you remember how cool? Oh, my God. Do you remember how you felt like out of your friend group when you were the first first one to get that spelling right? Like, (laughs) oh, my God. Spelling B champion. Spelling B champion right here. So I got it right. Yeah, I just don't know what the redeeming qualities are in Mississippi for me. I'm not into country music. I know they have a big, like, country music history, uh, you know, blues thing, I guess. Um, (laughs) They have, like, 62 miles of a beach. But let me tell you, if I'm going on a beach vacation, it is not going to be to Mississippi. And Florida (laughs) is close enough. Uh, Miami's right there. Like, why am I going to the beach in Mississippi? Um, yeah. I hear the food is is good, but like uh, you know, like I said, I really want to go to New Orleans. Like I would just go there for the food. So I'm sorry, I'm just you know, no fly zone on Mississippi. I, again, I just don't think anything is really gonna capture me there. So no Mississippi for you, like like. This. Oh hell no! You ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, D. What's your three? All right, so I just have to piggyback off of Nikki for a little bit on Mississippi. I spent some time in Mississippi. Growing up in Louisiana, I had family in Mississippi, so I would go there during the summers, and it's definitely nothing to do. Oh, my God, it's <laughs> nothing to do in Mississippi at all. And oh, they don't really have big cities. Like, their capital is Jackson, which would qualify as, like, the 40th biggest state in New York, the 40th biggest city, excuse me, in New York. Like, it would just be, <laughs> like, it's just, oh, my God, nothing to do at all and i had to go to meridian mississippi for uh, my a school after boot camp and we had the base a hotel a mcdonald's and a mall that had nothing in it like that was it (laughs) (laughs) it was it was horrible so yeah i definitely agree with your pick there on mississippi all right so for my number three we're gonna stay in the south waco texas Mm. all right so the reason i picked waco uh, me and my wife were talking about different places we could go, and she brought out Waco, Texas, because of I don't know if you guys are familiar with HGTV. And oh, yeah. there's a couple, there's a couple that does houses that's been doing it for a long time, and I think they have houses in Waco. So she was like, "Oh, we can go to Austin and then go visit the the houses in Waco." 
So I was like, oh, what else is there doing Waco? Let's li- let's look at the awesome list of things doing Waco. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so number one is the Mammoth National Monument. The Mammoth oh, National not- Monument. <laughs> Yes. So an extinct species is like the top thing to go to. Okay, so they're obviously yes. doing like the number crazy. one thing is a mammoth national monument. Not even oh, though like right. a museum, it's the monument to go to. Uh, <laughs> number two, the Waco I suspension bridge. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> I came from at all. <laughs> Sorry, D. Now you're good. Number two is the Waco suspension bridge. I want to go see a bridge. <laughs> really? <laughs> Let's right. go to New York. We got five billion of them. That's all you have. Yeah, to really. Do. Got yeah. seven famous ones. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Number three back. is number three is the Cameron Park Zoo. Now, if I'm gonna go to the zoo, I'm gonna go to one of the more famous ones. Like San Diego has a pretty famous zoo. Yeah, I know Bronx Brooklyn zoo. has a pretty famous yeah Bronx Zoo. So I would go to one of those before I go to the, the zoo in Waco. Number four, the Texas Ranger Hall of Fame. The what? They the have Texas, Texas Ranger, Ranger Hall, of Fame? Hall of Fame. Oh, my goodness, God in heaven. I, you know what? I, you got me. I'm never going to Waco, but explain that. How the hell is that? Yeah, I don't like I guess it's the most famous Texas Rangers. I, if, after Chuck Norris, I don't know any. So I don't know if you can't do that to me, man. You gotta wait till I finish my drink, bro. You can't do that. Oh man, it's like the rest of the list isn't that good. Number seven is the Dr. Pepper Museum. Oh Oh, my god! (laughs) Yes, I thought everything was bigger in Texas, man. What the hell's going on here? The Dr. Pepper Museum is number seven. Uh, Other highlights here: you can see actual Baylor Bears. So instead of going to see the Baylor Bears basketball team or the Baylor Bears football team, go see the actual Baylor Bears. I guess it's right. <laughs> guess it's like right behind, right behind the the college there. So yeah, outside of going to see these famous houses from the HGTV series, there's nothing to do in Waco, Texas. So I'm not going. Wow, that <laughs> is superbly well done, there, my friend. You broke it down step by step why you are not going there. Wow. Yo, Chris is saying though, he's just saying Waco is a college town. They may have some good parties over there, but, but I, can go to, I can go to Austin though. Like yeah, Baylor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. yeah, I'm gonna go there to Austin go. for that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, you heard him, Chris. You heard him. That's where he's going. He's staying away from Waco. Maybe they're wacko out there. Maybe that's the reason why they can't look at the spelling. Jeez. All right. Another place I'm not going to, somewhere up in the state of Washington. And that is Seattle, number one, because I can't stand the football team. But two, it's freaking depressing as hell up there. There are vampires. There are freaking werewolves all over the place. With all that crazy. Yeah, that, that, that stupid, what is it, Twilight Saga of the movie? <laughs> oh. I, didn't, I didn't know that was that was based in Seattle. No, I, uh, yeah. no, I, never, I never saw it. I never read it. Yeah. I, I, look, I don't care to you know what's about that, but I know it was based on up there and it was okay. raining every freaking day. All right. I don't want to be somewhere where it's raining every freaking day and I have to look over my shoulder for a vampire or a werewolf. So Seattle, I'm out. I'm out. I, I don't I'm scared to death of you guys. You're close enough to Alaska also. So yeah, I'm staying away from that northwest part of the country, as a matter of fact, as you can see. Yeah, you don't like it's like I don't like the south. Just saying, you don't you don't like the south. I'm staying away from the Pacific Northwest. So Seattle, Alaska, you guys are out for me too cold. 
too much raining, too much dark, not happening. So Seattle for me, number three, goodbye. The only way I'm going there is if the 49ers are playing. That's the only shot. And it, the ticket's got to be free, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't paying to go to what freaking number 12 man over there. Not going to freaking happen. All right, Nikki, what do you got for your number dose? Oh, man. One and two were a tough call. Uh, but number two uh, is Nebraska. And like me, I really had to kind of like read like, uh, all right, you know, there's got to be gotta be something. <laughs> no, not really. So <laughs> they have like a lot of rivers. Um, oh, okay. How sweet. Yeah. The, in March <laughs> and April, the Sandhill Cranes migrate to Nebraska. Again, oh, not in that. water. Yeah, I got to see that. There's a chicken festival. Oh. Um, do they cook the chicken afterwards? I'm, I'm down. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, it was really long write up on this chicken festival. Uh, but this, they also like catch frogs. Um, and you couldn't pay me to catch a friggin' frog, okay? Yeah. And something they're very famous for is there that they do is called tanking. Um, Oh, like what the Jets do year in and year out? I get it. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever seen like those giant round water containers? Like they could be plastic or metal that like a horse would drink out of or a cow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. So like four adults <laughs> go in there with a cooler of beer and you get like a big stick and you just like go down the river and you just chill in this like ginormous trough, and then like you get out and catch frogs. No, no, no. What? Well, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. Get in the river with a bunch of adults drinking. All I've got is a stick to save my life. Hop out and then catch frogs. No, it's not. Gonna <laughs> no, it's not. If you want to do that? Just come visit me over here. The Everglades are about 15 miles away, and there's plenty of weird reptiles and amphibians in there. So I got you back, Nikki. Okay, okay, great. Uh, Chris, by the way, saying about Seattle, you say, yeah, it kind of sucks a little bit. It's very touristy, but it was 81 degrees and no rain today. So that's one out of the five days in the year that they're not going to get any <laughs> rain in Seattle. So I guess they caught you on a good day, Chris. <laughs> All right, D, where are you going for two? So for my number two, I'm going to go Tampa Bay. Now, the reason I'm going Tampa Bay is that I can't stand being around bandwagon fans. Oh, <laughs> I got Tampa you. Bay has to have all the bandwagon fans right now. People who never rooted for Tampa Bay in their life was all Cowboys fans, and they was Dolphins fans, and it was even Jacksonville Jaguars fans right. because they didn't want to root for their hometown, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, since they sucked wearing that orange and white back in the day. But now you got Tom Brady. You win the Super Bowl. Now you want to be – Oh, we were fans back when we had Josh Freeman. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. <laughs> you were not a fan of that team when you had Josh Freeman. You weren't there for the Steve Young days. No, you weren't. No, Stop you weren't. lying. You're bandwagon fans. I can't stand bandwagon fans, people that jump on the champion and be like, oh, I was here for my whole life. I've been a champion the whole uh-huh. time. Nah, nah. Bandwagon fans, so I got to put Tampa on my list. Bro, I am all with you on that. I can't stand the bandwagon fans. My father is the number one bandwagon. I think he invented the bandwagon, as a matter of fact, because he just jumps to every damn team he could possibly do. Whoever wins this year, that he's a fan of that team, and he'll get some sort of like you know memorabilia from that. I, I can't stand the jump the, the, the bandwagon. What about you, Nikki? I mean, that that's the worst. Just jumping. Oh, 
We have a good football team in Tampa. That sounds good. I'll go root for them now. Horrible. I don't like that. No one likes a bandwagon fan. Like when the Jets, you remember that? With Sanchez and, oh, my God. What year was that? Was that 09? Where they just yeah. came out of the woodwork? Was it 07? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, was, yeah, you're right. It was 09. You're right. I mean, it just, like, came out of the woodwork. Like, everybody was a Jets fan all of a sudden. No, you weren't. I think Rex Ryan was so polarizing, whether you hated him or not. You had to see what kind of antics he was going to do on the sideline. Probably something like that. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Let me get to my number two over here, and it is Green Bay. And the reason why? Another team I don't like. I'm not a Packer fan. It smells like cheese everywhere you go. You're just about in freaking Canada. Only 14 people live in the entire state. Nobody even owns the football team except for actually the citizens. It's a weird place. Again, Green Bay, it's freaking freezing. Did you see Tom Coughlin's face in January in that football game? I ain't trying to have none of that, man. No freaking way. So, again, my theme here is staying away from the cold, staying away from the north, getting close. I have nothing against Canada, but all these freaking states are bordering Canada. So I guess I don't want to go there either. It's not my number one. I'll tell you that right now. But no Alaska, no Seattle, no Green Bay. Too cold, smells like cheese, too depressing, vampires, werewolves, all that crap. I'm freaking out of there. Don't want no part of it, man. I'm out. No. So that is my number two. Number ones are coming up now, guys. I can't wait to hear the number ones. This should be interesting. What do you got, Nick? So, well, before I jump to my number one, so my brother spent some time in Green Bay for work a few years ago. I feel so sorry for him. Yes, he said it is literally like football is life and that is all they have. You go to a football store, you get your Packers stuff, and then you go to yeah. the next door over and you get a big freaking block of cheese. Yeah, yeah hey, way to go. That's, that's what it is. Um, oh my so my number one is North Dakota. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Are you trying to bust in Trey Lance right now? Because I will come through the screen and get you. <laughs> Like North Dakota, like you don't even have Mount Rushmore. Like, all right, That's so true. they got one national park. Like, I'm into hiking, so maybe. Um, Ooh, that's cool. Nick. After that, I mean, you guys got to see the like just the comments on TripAdvisor. Somebody was like, What is there to do in North Dakota? and like one person answered, They're like, Nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> apparently, it's a great place for biking. Uh, but if you guys heard my unpopular opinion a few weeks ago, you know how I feel about that. Yeah. Um, don't think I could handle winter. And their big thing there is ice fishing. And oh. I just want no part of any of that. Um, and their big thing that they harp on are breweries. I'm not a beer person. And get this. New York style pizza. You know where I could get good <laughs> New York style pizza? Across the friggin' street. So hey, That's right. <laughs> I am not going to North Dakota. Hard pass. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you on that one. Uh, I, I don't want any part of it either. You're right. They don't even have the uh, Mount Rushmore. That's funny. That's the South Dakota. It's like they couldn't even get that. Oh, they got Bismarck. That's their capital. So I guess go over there and find out what's happening. That's about it. Not bad, Nikki. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right, D. No hombre uno. So for my number one, I got to go with Iowa. like when was the last time you even thought about iowa never right (laughs) and then so i had to look up top things to do in iowa number one the national (laughs) (laughs) the national mississippi river museum (laughs) 
that's that's just water one. flowing throughout the whole place. Yeah, what? <laughs> like it's so the National Mississippi River Museum and Aquarium um, is known for the weird animals that come out of Mississippi River. Now, me being from Louisiana, where the Mississippi River ends, I don't want to see those animals that come out the Mississippi River. <laughs> so, I'm just going. I'm gonna stay away from that because you can see some weird things. You could have like the Simpsons movie where you had those weird animals because it got polluted. You can right, see something right. like that. You see what's going on over there? Man, oh God, scary. Uh, number two is the National Slovak Museum and Library. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is number two, a library. Like you telling me when I come to your state, the number two thing to do is read. I can read. <laughs> <it all. laughs> Just give me the damn pamphlet when I enter. That's all I need, man. What yes, is it? is exactly. Number three. Go to the state capitol. Oh. What? <laughs> like you can go to I was guess it the, Des Moines? Des Moines yeah. is the state capitol. Yeah, Des Moines, Iowa state capitol. You get an excellent view of downtown from the state capitol building. That's that's <laughs> like that's the selling point. <laughs> I love it. Dude. You did your homework on this one, man. This is good. <laughs> Very well done, bro. Very, oh, man. Very no. well done. Number four is the Makuki. Cave State Park. I might be saying that wrong, um, but it looks like it's something that's Native American, but you can go in, in the state park. That might be a little interesting, but that's the fact that it's number four behind the library. Tell yeah. me that's not that good. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Tip the words right in there my mouth. It doesn't make any sense. A library, or do you want to go explore something really interesting? Yeah, maybe they just want to yeah. read about it. I don't know before they go. I have no idea. Damn. Good job yeah, on it, that one, man. Yeah, it gets worse and worse from there. And of course, <laughs> they have number seven, a bridge. All of <laughs> number seven on everything. Has, like all places have planks. bridges, and this bridge is unique because it has a wood-built tunnel. Uh, a wood-built tunnel. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I got to go right now. Jeez, let me get out of here. <laughs> there, book your flight yeah. right now. Yeah, let me get to Iowa. Wow, wow. And I think it's worse number, than number nine, the house where President Hubert Hoover lived. Oh man, okay. Well, I don't really care where Herbert Hoover lived at all. What is he? Eighteen ninety-six or something like that. I have no idea what year he's. You can come to Jersey, so, and I can show you where Governor Murphy lives. I don't see myself going to Iowa anytime soon. But with my luck, somebody's going to get married in Iowa in the winter. Family. <laughs> <laughs> And it's going to be the coldest day of the year by far when yeah. we do go. No doubt yeah. about it. <laughs> See, well done, bro. Well done. All right. Thanks, let me get thanks. to my number one. And this is all encompassing in a lot of different ways, but I'll make it as quick as I can. Boston. I do not want to go to Boston. I have been to Boston on a couple of occasions, and I don't want to go back. And look, I, I don't want to start talking about people or whatever. Like, I, I don't know any people in Boston. Here's what I do know. Everything closes at one o'clock in the morning. I've been called a marblehead. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell a marblehead is. I know this marblehead, uh, marblehead, uh, what do you call it, Massachusetts, but some girl called me a marblehead and I laughed for about a month and a half because I could not figure out what the hell that meant. It's a really, really small city too. Like yeah. when people think Boston, it's minuscule. You can fit, you can fit Boston inside Central Park. That's legit. You can fit Boston in Central Park. Oh, wow. And the, yeah, really, bro. It's really that small. small. The roads are very, very yes. tiny. Yeah. Tiny. 
tiny. So you know exactly what I'm talking about, Nikki. Yeah. But the number one reason why I do not want to go back to Boston is racism. And I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on the show, but we know all about it. You can ask Mookie Betts when he was playing for the Red Sox. You can ask a lot of players, even Patriot players, where it seemed like half of that team is predominantly white. But again, the point is, is that Boston has not gotten out of this hole of understanding what the world is like. And you have African-American players playing on every freaking team that you have, except for hockey, maybe. Okay, I understand that. But they're wearing your jersey. They're wearing your cloth. Why are you not rooting? Why are you throwing things on the field? And why are you saying derogatory comments? Why Boston? Why so much out of Boston? That's my number one reason for not going there. It's also called, like I said, the people are calling me marbleheads, and I'll never get over that. So all these things all into one. It makes Boston a place where I never, ever, ever need to go back to again. I know enough of it now. And unless maybe the Mets play Boston in the World Series, that that would be about it. And that happened in 86, and I was way too young to go to that. So I don't like Boston. I don't like how they're represented. And I'm not saying everybody in Boston is bad, but there's too much bad that comes out of that. Then it gets me thinking about the Boston bombing during the marathon that that they had. Too much stuff just comes up. So Boston for me is number one. I do not want to go back there ever again, guys. That's it. So, I'm done. I'm really surprised to hear that small. Like I've never been to Boston, but you would think a team, a city with four major sports teams, would be a big city. Like yeah. Phoenix is huge. That's why Phoenix has you know four teams because Phoenix is like the fourth biggest city in the United States, something like that. So I get it with Phoenix. But Boston, I thought it would be huge, just like Phoenix yeah. is. I, yeah. No, Ricky, Nikki, right? I, I was shocked too when we yeah. first got in there. And, you know, we, we we drove around a little bit. It took like four and a half this minutes. It? <laughs> <laughs> if you that was it. Put your car on the road. Like, and, oh, it's miserable. Yeah, it so, is. I guess Boston is like super old. So I guess it's yes. not built for today's cars. That's, like that. That's absolutely okay. correct. It is super old. They got like the brick streets in, in the. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. But they got some bomb chowder. So if- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you do like that, that yeah, they definitely do. But yeah, so that Boston for me, um, not all about it for all the reasons I did say, for all the reasons I said. So yeah, that's our top four. I like it, guys. It seems like we all don't want to go to cold weather states. That's like the number one oh, thing. But yeah, I'm not. Here. I'm not about the cold weather at all. No, no, me. <laughs> But I'm, I'm about this right now. I want to tell you what I'm all about. So let's get this thing cooking. Play it for me, baby. Oh, get louder. Get louder. Uh, Ron? On top? <laughs> it's trick to rock around to rock around to rock. It's tricky. I don't know why it's that louder, but it's pissing me off. But that's okay because we still got knowledge with Nikki. Here we go with the knowledge. <laughs> Got to watch out for them YouTubers over there. You know, I don't know what I'm allowed to play anymore. But anyway, it is an Aldra Nikki time. She is the best. My great streak ended last week, I believe. So I have to redeem myself now. Who's going first? And what are we talking about, Nikki? Um, I do. I think Damien goes first, right? Uh, but we're going to keep. So. Yeah, we're going to keep with the state theme and do some state trivia. So cool. OK, Four <laughs> questions each. And I really, you know, I want to do something not, you know, sport because it's the weird topics that you guys have a good week on. So here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, D, number one, which state consumes the most jello per capita than anywhere else in the United States? Wow. Wow. That's a really good question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
Jello. <laughs> the, the most Jello. Yes. I have no idea, like, <laughs> what what place is known for like loving Jello. Like, this is... <laughs> I didn't know so, until the other day either. <laughs> I'm gonna go random and say Pennsylvania. <laughs> no, Jay, you okay. want to try and steal? I'm trying to think where the most obese people live, and I don't. Know. <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. though. Like, it's not. Of, I don't, yeah. yeah, I thought it was like a sugar-free snack or something. Georgia is what came to head, came to my mind. Oh no, no, no. Okay, no Georgia. Uh, what was Utah, it? Utah, Utah, Utah. Okay. Mormons like the Jello. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done. Oh, then I'm ended on that note. No. <laughs> that should be a sound bite for our our show. <laughs> right, I like that. I got to drop that in there. Definitely yeah, keeping did. that one. Oh, that's great. Um, all right, D number two. The first parking meter was installed in 1935 in which city? I'm gonna say New York City. No, Jay. That would make a lot of sense. Um, in what city you said? Um, I mean, I, I got to go with DC, Oklahoma City. Ooh. Oh, wow! Oklahoma really? City was about their money like that back in the day. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I, didn't I know thought that. it would definitely be like a more like just bigger town, a bigger city. I thought they rode horses and buggies still over there. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right, D. We got to get this, man. Let's go. Okay. Number three. All right, number three. All right, D. In 2006, a contract dispute regarding whether or not a Qdoba Mexican Grill burrito could qualify as a sandwich went to trial. The ruling was that burritos were not sandwiches and that only foods made with two pieces of bread with a filling are, in fact, sandwiches. In which state did this trial take place? I am done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, man. Like, oh man! Uh, with the burrito being involved, I'm gonna guess Southwest. Uh, so I'm gonna go with New Mexico. Ooh, no, that was a good guess. Jay, I'm I, I'm the, I'm along the same line of thinking as him. Um, that was a good guess, man. Um, but I'm going to say Arizona. No. Damn it. It's where your favorite city is, Jay. Oh, my God. But Boston, really? Yeah, Massachusetts. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told you I can't stand wow. it over there. <laughs> yeah, I know they don't have any good burritos in Boston. So I know they, they weren't trying to get it to be a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. Number four. All right, D. This state has more horses per square mile than any other state, and it is also the base for the United States equestrian team. Oh, wow. More horses than oh. any other state. I'm going to go with Oklahoma. No. Okay. <sighs> I have two in mind. Um, I'm probably wrong. I think it's too too obvious. Kentucky? No. Is the other one New York? Is it New York? No. Oh, okay, no. forget. It. I would have lost anyway. Damn. 
It's my home state of Jersey. Oh, wow. you guys have horses like that? We do. Be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, no, you'd be surprised. Yeah. We're not just GTL all day. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God for that. Oh, God. All right. Okay. All right, Dean. Maybe you steal some from Jay. Maybe you get one on there. We'll see. All right, Steve. Let's see what you got. All right, Jay. What city is home to the most telescopes in the entire world? I mean, I should absolutely know this. What city is home to the most telescopes in the and We're talking about America, right? Uh-huh. What city has the most telescopes? Um, Honolulu. No. D? For the steel? Uh, I'm going to go with Portland. Tucson. Oh, wow. It was in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah. That makes they sense. They are home to Kitt Peak National Observatory, and they have yep. 24 telescopes and two radio telescopes. Makes sense okay. to clear skies out here. That's exactly right. That's why I was thinking Hawaii. They have, I know they have a lot of observatories, but uh, good question, Nikki. I like that. Okay, Jay, number two. The first umbrella factory was founded in 1828 by German immigrant William Beecher. In what, I'm sorry, Beeler, in what city was it located? Um, Houston. No. D? I'm going to say Baton Rouge. Baltimore. Ah, Baltimore. So their motto was born in Baltimore, raised everywhere. I thought that was kind of cute. Um, I just got to get in real quick here. Our, our boys over here, uh, where we got um, Chris said Cali for one of them. We got Alexander with the Wyoming, and then uh, Chris went back with Montana. So, guys, we're as confused as we are, but we're trying. Over here. <laughs> Do you guys know back in the 1800s, though, that umbrellas weighed 10 pounds? Really? Wow. Yeah, I got a real workout <laughs> in trying to stay out the rain. Yeah, right. Yeah, is, that, is that Thor's yeah. uh, hammer, though, that he turns into an elephant? Uh, turns into <laughs> Thor Ragnarok? Then I make sense. Can't pick up that. Yeah, shit. people getting, yeah, people getting wet <laughs> coming home. Like, why are you so wet? Because my arm got tired. <laughs> <laughs> I could not the damn umbrella. <laughs> Where are your books? Why aren't your books open? The freaking umbrella was too heavy. I needed both hands. Forget the damn books. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, Jay. Number three. Okay. What state was Kool-Aid invented? Ooh. What state was Kool-Aid invented? (sighs) Lots of sugar. Um, I'm going to go with... Come on, don't take too much. Uh, Kool-Aid... Jacksonville. No. No. Okay. I thought that you were like, oh my God, he's amazing. It was a big delay <laughs> no, over there. Sorry. <laughs> you said what city? No. Uh, what state? Oh, yeah. What state? Gino state, not a city. <laughs> well, then Florida's wrong then. Yeah, no, Florida's wrong. Uh, I'm going to go with Louisiana. Nebraska. Ah, why the brass has come up twice on the show? What is Tommy Frazier freaking doing the, doing the option over here? What's happening? No, a gentleman by Edwin Perkins discovered it 
Um, so there was a drink called Fruit Smack. And in 1927, in order to get shipping costs down, he figured out how to eliminate the liquid and just package the powder. And now we have Kool-Aid. And oh, there you wow. go. And now we have sugar running kids all over the place. Yeah. The hell out. That's a very smart individual. Yeah. <laughs> Fruit Smack. Alex oh, dropping yeah. in. Nikki, Alex dropping in uh-huh. saying to you, Nikki, we need you in the education system here in New York City. We are incredibly bad over here. So, Nikki, get that teacher's <laughs> license going and get kids what's going on. Maybe we need I you. I think I'd be a terrible teacher. I hate kids. I think you'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All oh, right, Jay. Okay, guys. One of you got to get this one. Number four. Yeah, one of us. Okay, great. All right, so this state did not keep up with its paperwork and was not officially granted statehood until it was backdated in 1953. What state was that? Wow. Uh, uh, Alaska? No. no. Damn. <laughs> uh, didn't keep up with its paperwork. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to say Mississippi. Ohio. Oh, wow. Ohio, really? Huh? They got to get their shit together over there, man. Just- <laughs> Eisenhower had to, to backdate their entrance into the union. No kidding. That's hilarious. This is, why, this is also why I love knowledge for Nikki, because I may yeah. not know this stuff, but I know it the day after. I just got to memorize <laughs> it in my head. Good questions, Nick, all the way around, as always. Yes, awesome questions, man. Awesome yeah, questions. I love the questions. I, let's say, plus, we got an awesome line out of it. The Mormons love Jello. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That, that just takes it all right there. This is Nikki every <laughs> single week. worth it. <laughs> every week, Nikki's like this. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. <laughs> I want to have them answered immediately. <laughs> <laughs> we try. We try to answer them immediately, but sometimes they're wrong. Uh, actually, I should say a lot of times they're wrong, and sometimes they are right. But knowledge with Nikki, another round of applause. Great job, Nikki. Yeah. Excellent. Great questions. Great right. questions. Yeah. I, I, nothing wrong with the questions. Just the contestants didn't do right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get back into some action over here. What do we got next? Oh, unpopular opinions. All right. This should be a lot of fun. All right. Who's going to take this one first? D, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. All right. Uh, so for my unpopular opinion, I believe mayonnaise should be wiped off the face of the earth. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tell them. Yes. Preach. <laughs> so like only straight up mayonnaise is just yucky. Uh, when you see somebody what? put that knife into the mayonnaise jar what? and slap the bread oh, with it. <laughs> oh, God, puke. <laughs> It's it's so nasty. Like now, I do like like sriracha mayonnaise or like uh, chipotle mayonnaise. Like you, you can't taste it. Yeah. But just regular mayonnaise, and I should never have to say no mayonnaise. Yeah. On my burger yes. or anything, I feel like that should. There's no way it should be a default on a burger where it's mayonnaise on it, and I have to say no mayonnaise. The other day. Thank- Went to Wendy's, forgot to say no mayonnaise, took a big old bite of nasty. So for my unpopular opinion, I know there's a lot of people out there, us three might not like mayonnaise, but there's a lot of people out there that love mayonnaise. Yeah. For my unpopular yeah. opinion, go ahead and just take all the mayonnaise, put it into one big old just bucket, throw mm-hmm. it in the space, 
and shoot it <laughs> and make sure that we no longer have to deal with mayonnaise being on burgers or anything else because it's not fair for me to take a big old bite of Woo! nastiness because I forget to say no mayonnaise. No, it is not. It is not fair. Well done, bro. Yeah, like who came up with that? But that's like the default. And even on like when you get subs, like well, yeah. not even oil and vinegar is the default. So why is mayo the default? Like I have to ask oil, vinegar, salt, pepper, oregano. Yeah. They put mayo on a whole bunch of stuff down here. Even in Florida, South, they're putting mayo on everything. I, I used to eat um yeah, I put like a little bit of mayo when I was a kid. You know, I had my, my cold cut sandwiches, I put a little mayo on it. And then just one day I'm like, this is like the, I'm eating paste. <laughs> I'm eating paste. That's what I'm having. Elvis freaking glue is what's going on right now. Ain't want no more part of it. So mayo out. I'll Even take mustard. Like, yeah, awesome. mustard or like the mayo, like, uh, like I call it like barbecue food. Like, you just think of like macaroni salad sitting at, like, oh, God. <laughs> so disgusting. Get it off my plate. I don't want it. <laughs> Get it off my plate. <laughs> it's a little George Carlin there. All right. So, no freaking mayo. I totally agree. What about you, Nikki? What do you got for your unpopular opinion? Did I lose Nick? I hope not. Huh? Hold on, Nick. Start over again. I lost you for one second. Oh, okay. Mine is that I think couples that spend a lot of time together are weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I really hope your husband's not listening to the show. <laughs> he was. But well, before, I, I texted him. I said, do you want to come on? He said, no. <laughs> one day I'll get them on here. No, but okay, we all have those friends, right? Like those couples, like, and I have them too. Like, like they go food shopping together. Girls' night, and the husband has to come along, or like vice versa. Like he he can't go have have a boys' night because the wife has to come along. So you cutting like, out, Nikki. Yeah, Nick, just a little bit. I want to hear this. I, I don't want to bust through it. I, want, I really want to hear this. Much better. Go ahead. Much better. Go ahead. No, I just think it's weird. Like, I don't know if you guys have those friends that they're literally the oh, husband and wife or the couples do everything together. Like, they always have to come to dinner and they always, it's just oh, weird. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Like, why do you have to do everything together? Like, I, I, I'm not married, so I can't exactly speak for it, but I hear what you're saying. Like, you don't have to. Sometimes not being together all the time is what keeps relationships fresh. Do you? I know that you're new to this, Nikki. I'm not exactly sure how long you've been married for. I am not married. I was engaged. I think I made the right decision. I bailed out left. Snagglepuss, stage left. I was right <laughs> out of there. But um, no, I mean, yeah, why should you have to do everything together? Because I feel like sometimes when you do things apart and, you know, maybe she has her yoga class or he has his boxing class or, you know, anything, whatever it may be. It's healthy to be apart. So when you see each other, it's that much more rewarding. Yeah, definitely. Like I've had friends like that where you do a guy's night and the girl comes along or you like she said, you got girls that, you know, the guy has come along with that. It really screams out insecurity. Like you can't just allow mm -hmm. your partner to go out and have a good time without you being there. Like you see all guys here. Now we can't even have guy talk. I can't even, you know say like, oh, look at that hot girl over there without feeling guilty about it. Because <laughs> you're, you're here too. Like, it's just, it's the worst if they're, you know, they're like the fifth will or whatever it is. 
and they come along for guys night or the, the girl or the guy comes along for girls. I've seen that. Like I've been out and seen like a group of girls and the one guy there and he didn't want to leave his girl alone to go to the club or whatever that night. Like Man. you got to trust her, bro. Like, you, yeah. like, she, like if she tells, you know, she got, she got her girls with her too. It's not like she's alone. She got her girls with her. Right. They're good to go. Like let them have their time. And then once you get back, you can enjoy each other more. You know, absence makes the heart fonder, as they say. It does. And, you know, and, and to go along with that, if you don't have that trust factor, it doesn't matter when, where, what time of day, anything. If she or he is one of those, you know, cheating types or whatever, or go out gallivanting, whatever it may be, then it doesn't matter whether or not you let her go to the club or not or let him go to the club or not. They're going to find a way to do it anyway. So yeah. that's where you're, you're totally right, D. That trust has to be there one gazillion percent. Without a doubt, I want to bring Nikki back over here because this was, again, her thought. Nick, we still got you? Nikki, I hope you're here. Okay, we're having a little technical difficulty with Nikki, but as soon as she's ready, she's going to pop right back in with us. But, no, I agree. Like, you need to have that. If you don't have that trust, you're just totally screwed. You have to have the trust. Otherwise, then what's the relationship worth? And keeping tabs on your partner, that's so unhealthy also. You have to have it. Like, D, you know, newly married – God bless. I believe that everything is going to go beautifully for you. These are just the things that do come up. But, yeah, the trust is the number one thing. You want to go out with your homegirls? Go. You want to go out, play basketball with your friends, whatever it is? Go. Because I know at the end of the day, you're coming back home to me. That's what it's all about. So, yeah, yeah. I hear you. All right. So, hopefully, we get Nikki back in over here because we do have a little dinner fight club to go into. But I want to give you my unpopular opinion right now, and I think that you're just going to, like, Flip out when you hear this thing, but my unpopular opinion is going to start a little something like this. If I could find it, give me a moment. All right. Hey, how you doing? All right. And that we all know is from this show. (laughs) No one told you life was going to be this way. All right, here's the deal, guys. You know I love my freaking friends. Nikki, let me bring you back in over here. You know I love my friends. And we were talking about reunion shows before and how freaking awesome the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion show was. The Friends reunion show sucked. It sucked. Okay? I know you didn't see it yet from your reaction. You haven't seen it yet, have you? No, I haven't seen it. Nikki, have you seen it yet? No. Well, I don't like Friends. That, well, that's too right. You're <laughs> you know what? Then I'm not going to ruin anything for you. I guess maybe it's because I watched um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air's uh, reunion show first, and then I saw Friends a few days later. It doesn't hold the candle to it at all. I mean, the Friends reunion, could it be any worse? Like Chandler would say, could it be any worse? It really was. They didn't bring back Bruce Willis, no Julia Roberts, no Paul Rudd. They didn't bring back Ben, the son, Ross's son. Brad Pitt didn't come in there. It was only Tom Selleck and Janice. Ah, ah, you know Janice, of course, right? So they lacked focus on the cast and crew. Like, I was hoping, like, in The Fresh Prince, they're all going to sit around, talk about the shows, talk about the different things, and maybe their favorite episode or something crazy that happened and get a lot of laughs out of it, but... They didn't. They didn't really kick back and reminisce. The only cool thing that that that, that uh, excuse me they did. If you guys remember the episode where they were Ross was doing the game shows, the girls versus the boys, and the boys ended up winning the apartment. So they did something like that, which was kind of cool. But David Schwimmer and Matthew Perry were acting very weird 
especially Matthew Perry acting in a lot of different ways. And I don't want to get on him. I know that he had his problems in the past. I just hope he's okay now. But this whole thing lacked emotion. It lacked sympathy. It lacked empathy. I just really didn't like it. The trivia game was the coolest thing about it. But I'm telling you, if you're a real true diehard Friends fan, you're not going to like this. I'm sorry. Um, you know, I don't want to give away everything, but go watch it. Be your, you know, your own judgment for yourself. I know that some people are going to love it just because it's friends, but they could have done such a better job if they would have had the six of them sitting around reminiscing, talking about the shows and bring in Gunther, you know, bring in Janice, bring in somebody like every other couple of minutes and reminisce about a certain part of that show that they were in. They did a really bad job with it. And it was more like an interview rather than a reunion. So all I just I, I couldn't stand it. That's why I'm talking about Friends Reunion, unpopular opinion, because I know a lot of people loved it. But, guys, I really, really did not. So I know you're not going to watch it, Nikki, as it is. Damien, you may. I, I know that you know you like Seinfeld more than Friends, but fair warning, not the greatest thing you're ever going to see. So it sounds like as a unit, they maybe weren't the closest. Like with Fresh Prince, you felt like they were really a family. Yes, yes. And they're still close to this day. Even though Will blew up and became, you know, the biggest movie star in the world, they still stayed close knit for the most part. And you could tell that in the reunion. So with friends, maybe it just was a work relationship. You know what? You might be right. They they did all claim that, yeah, we're all friends. Look, we don't hang out all the time, but we can text each other anytime or we can pick up the phone and this and that. That tells me you guys don't talk a lot, you know, and that's fine. You did a TV show together. You did work together. That's fine. But don't come off and play me like you like guys are the best friends in the world because you were on a show named Friends. So it doesn't work yeah. that way. So, yeah, unfortunately, I was very disappointed with it. And I'm not going to watch it a second time to see if I missed anything good. I'm done. I'm done. So I'll just keep watching my reruns, and that's about it. So, yeah, those are uh, unpopular opinions of the week. Uh, again, I wish they brought back more guys. One great reunion show, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Go watch it and skip the Friends reunion. It wasn't really that great, guys. It was not great. All right. We got one more segment to get to before we call it a night. And we got Dinner Fight Club, baby. We haven't brought that around in a little bit of what little time, actually. It's been a few weeks or maybe even a month. But, D, you said bring back Dinner Fight Club. And it's like, yeah, man, let's bring this bad boy back and let's see who we got. So, uh, I'm sure we all have maybe either one or two. But let me give you my first one, if I can find it. All right. I'm going to give you a really strange first one. Let's kick it off like like weird. Jason, what the hell is he talking about? Here we go. <laughs> Three people you got to bring. It's either dinner, they got you back in a fight, or you go into the club with them. We have The Little Mermaid, Jessica <laughs> Rabbit, and Jasmine from Aladdin. This is suited for you guys. <laughs> it definitely it definitely is. It pretty much uh, is. You're right. You're right. <laughs> what do you got but, uh, <laughs> Little Mermaid, so, Jessica Rabbit, and Jasmine from Aladdin. Wow. Um, I did have a crush on Jasmine from Aladdin, so I'm going to oh. take her to dinner. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Good-looking cartoon, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take uh, – Jessica Rabbit seems like a good time, so I'm going oh, yeah. to take, take her to the club. <laughs> and I feel like Little Mermaid with that fin – could just slap people in the face <laughs> <laughs> for the fight. So <laughs> I'm going to go Jasmine for dinner, Jessica Rabbit to the club, and Little Mermaid in the fight. <laughs> That's really good, man. I didn't even think about that. They're going to just slap people with that fit right there, right? Some karate mermaid shit. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Nikki, what are you doing with my crazy trio? Yeah, no, I think I'm I'm gonna do exactly what D did. I think you know, talk to Jasmine, you know, 
I don't I don't really know about what. Like how did she get any wishes in that movie too or that was just Aladdin? Yeah, she um, got her, her one wish was to have a dance with me and it, and it's all good. Oh, people. oh, so yeah. she's your crush too. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think Jessica Rabbit, you think you got to take her to the club? That'd be interesting and uh-huh. yeah, I guess I didn't think of the fin either, but you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe the I good. damage. Yeah. The fin almost twisted me around because I'm thinking little mermaid, all right, she can't freaking walk obviously and we're not going to be fighting in water, so I'm figuring out like let her just sit down so she but can You be don't want to eat dinner with her, right? Cuz like what if you order Seafood. Ah, <laughs> well, lucky for me, I don't eat seafood, so I hope she enjoys you it. Don't? You don't? No. You don't eat any seafood? That shit comes from the freaking water, man, and you know what goes in that water, so don't make me even say it. I, I don't like fish. I really don't. Wait, <sighs> you say she, you order seafood, she might get offended. <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on. Is that Sebastian? Don't eat yeah. Sebastian. <laughs> Sebastian is tasty. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know that mermaids were on the menu, so I don't know. But um, yeah, shoot. Now I would, I would, I would have dinner with the Little Mermaid so she can sit, she can be comfortable. Um, damn! Wow. All right. I love Jessica Rabbit so much, so I'm definitely taking her to the club. And I love Jasmine fight because I don't know when you live in uh, Agrabah, you know, back there, and you have to do this and that. She lives in a palace, and she's got a freaking tiger. So I'll take her and the tiger in the fight. So there you that's go. That's a good point. Thank you. Thank you very much. That what, what was that damn tiger's name? Uh, Raja. Yeah, Raja. I think that was. <laughs> God, do wow, we I'm really hating Disney myself. trivia? Like maybe that's where it's at. Oh, bring <laughs> it on. That could be a good one. That could be a yeah, good that one. That would be a lot of fun. Ooh, All right, I next know Disney. <laughs> All right. Who is next? Nikki. We got yeah. we got another one for you. Okay, yeah, I have just one. I was keeping right. with my my state theme, so I went, um, you know, former presidents here. Uh, yeah. Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, or <laughs> Donald Trump. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go first. I'm going to take Donald Trump in the fight so I can watch him get beat up. Yes! I was going to say the same thing, man. All right, well done. Uh, I'm taking Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton to the club. Like, I feel like he's gonna be a good time. He can bring the saxophone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. so yeah, he'll be a good time in there. And then I'll have dinner with George W. You know what, man? I'm, I'm with you all the way because I'm not helping Trump in the back alley, man. I'm just gonna watch this guy get his ass beat. I'm with you 100%. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Clinton would be a hell of a lot more fun in the club than George Washington. And then George Washington. Listen, I mean, George, <laughs> George Washington bring George, you that punch. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know, he'd, be, he'd be a really good time, man, with all the drinking that he does, man. But uh, no, George W., yeah, I, I wouldn't even want to talk to him. I would make it a very, very quick dinner, and then we're out of there. And then I'm going to go hang out at the club with Bill and watch Trump get his ass beat. So I like that. Nice one, Nikki. Very good. Very <laughs> good. All right, D, what you got? All right, so we're going to go back to cartoon characters. Okay. <laughs> we got... Homer Simpson, Woo! Peter Griffin, or Johnny Bravo? <laughs> you going to dinner, taking a fight, or going to the club with you out of those three? Let's start with Jason on that one. All right. All right. So, all right. We got Homer. And all right. Look, Peter is going to make me laugh, like, nonstop constantly. So I'm going to have to have dinner with him. I mean, just I just have to have dinner with him. I mean, it just makes perfect sense. I'm going to type this thing in over here. Sorry about that. Anyway. Um, oh God, this is tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have to be Peter for dinner. Cause he's absolutely hysterical. Homer. I feel like he can take it in a fight. I think that he can, he can hold his own. So, you know what, by default, 
yeah, I guess I'm taking Johnny Bravo, uh, this cartoon <laughs> character over here. I'm taking him to the club by default. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, because Peter's just Peter Griffin's just so damn funny. I have to sit and talk with him. So that's my number one right there. What about you, Nick? Yeah, I think so. I think Peter for dinner probably be a good dinner, right? He's not counting calories, nothing like that. So <laughs> have a good dinner. Yeah, I feel like Homer can show up in a fight, and yeah, Johnny Bravo in the club. Yeah, I agree with you guys on those. Like, if you brought Homer to dinner, it would just turn into donuts. So you gotta. <laughs> You gotta you gotta have Peter Griffin there to get some good food. Johnny Bravo in the club because it's too late. His legs are too small to fight. So Johnny Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> I will take him to the club. He's gonna I'm gonna see him get turned down by me and girls, and then I have Homer Simpson with me in a fight. All right, all right. So we're all three of us on the same page with this one. I like it. All right, excellent. All right, so we did uh, one, two, three. I got one more for you guys actually. Okay. Not cartoons, but still sticking with, sticking with Fantasyland over here. You ready? We got Cookie Monster, Grover, and Oscar the Grouch. Nikki, what are you going to do with these three? <laughs> oh, my God. Cookie Monster? Uh-huh. Grover and Oscar the Grouch. Well, I guess Oscar in a fight, right? You just fling that lid? Like, like a Frisbee or something? So Oscar <laughs> in a fight. I mean, I guess Cookie Monster to dinner. I mean, what the hell else? Like, we'll just go to a bakery. we just have cookies and get Grover in the club. I don't know much about Grover and the Muppets, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, D, what would you do? Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go Cookie Monster to dinner so we can have all the cookies. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go Oscar to Grouch in a fight. He's a grouch. Like, he's got to be good at fighting. <laughs> so, and I'm going to go Grover in the club. All right, all right. I'm, I'm. I think I'm on the same page, but not completely. I'm, I'm going. The, all right, here's where I'm going. Cookie Monster. I mean, all we're gonna have is cookies, and I want to eat like a real nice dinner and everything. And he's gonna make a mess all over the table. I think that that hey, cookie, me cookie. I think that he would just scare the shit out of people in the alley. So I'm gonna take him in a fight because he's completely nuts, and he'll be eating cookies and you know, probably the cookie crumbs coming out of his face, dumping all over people. So I'll take him in a fight. I will take Oscar the Grouch to dinner because, Whoa. yeah, I'm going to take Oscar the Grouch to dinner, mainly by default because Grover, everybody loves Grover. So if I'm hanging out with Grover in the club, everybody's coming over and hanging out with us. So we'll be the hip hop of the club. We'll be everything. We'll own that thing. But Oscar the Grouch is always my favorite. And even though he lives in a garbage can and it may smell a little bit, at least we'll have the whole place to ourselves because they'll clear everybody out. We might even get free dinner because they want to say, look, guys, really not smelling good in here. Can you take your food and go? We'll say, no, we want to eat here. We'll be like, all right, we'll pay for your food. Get the hell out of my freaking restaurant. So you know what? A free dinner will come with Oscar the Grouch because he stinks. So I'll take it that way. Cookie Monster in a fight, Oscar <laughs> the Grouch at dinner, and Grover in the club because Grover is just Grover. Everybody loves Grover. So why the hell not? I'll take him. Is Grover the red one? What's that? Is Grover the red one? No, nah, he's blue. Oh, like blue is the red one. The red he's one. Like, you think of Bert and Ernie? No, no, no. The red one. He's like a toy. To my Elmo. Oh, Elmo! Yeah. Oh, yes. Elmo. Okay. Yes. Good call. Good call. That's yeah. right, Elmo. Yep. His voice That's is yeah. so annoying. Yeah, you can't oh. take Elmo, Elmo anywhere because he just wants to get tickled. So you yeah, right. Elmo. Who likes to be tickled? <laughs> Hey, it depends where you're tickling. You know. Okay, let's oh. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Okay, let's tell everybody where they can find us now. Nikki, Nick, you brought the fire today, girl. Tell them what's up. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Nikki Nick 9384 in season. Well, Giants, football, but since it's all reality TV, you can find my my epic below deck tweets, my housewives tweets, and uh, I might get a shout out on Bravo. Yeah, you better damn freaking get a shout out on Bravo or at least part <laughs> president of it or something like that. What's what's your biggest one now? What are you watching more than anything? I'm watching them all. I'm watching Below Deck Sailing, Real Housewives of New York, Real Housewives Beverly Hills. So, yeah, Below Deck Sailing is real good. Real good. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. All right, D. Tell them what's happening, baby. Yeah, you can find me on all social media platforms at The Real Deal, W-D-A. That's The Real Deal, W as in whiskey, D as in delta, A as in alpha on all social media platforms. You follow me on Twitter, a lot of boxing talk, basketball talk right now, the NBA playoffs. A random questions that you'll get from me as well. Um, my podcast is called The Real Deal with Damian Adams. Each and every week, I drop a new episode. Please subscribe to it on any podcast platform. You get NFL talk, NBA talk, boxing talk on the podcast. And real talk, of course, because it's The Real Deal with Damian Adams. Go ahead and subscribe now. If you like the 3rd and 3 podcast, you will also like The Real Deal with Damian Adams. So go ahead and Enjoy this good content and just bring more good content in your life and subscribe to Real Deal with Daniel. There you and go. <laughs> and the Friday Five. You got the Friday yes, Five. On Twitter, right? I do the yep. top five Fridays. I do a top five, a different top five list every Friday. So, yeah, you can definitely catch that on Twitter as well. Yeah, you guys see his hands are right there. The Real Deal, uh, WDA. Definitely follow him because there's always something going on. Follow him. Nikki with her reality TV, you guys are not going to be not be entertained. Are you not entertained? Yes, of course you are, as Russell Crowe would say in Gladiator. Uh, guys, I am at Sports Profit One. That's the number one. Jason Fearman here with you. And Damien, I wanted to ask you real quick. I know we got a fight coming up in a few months now. It's, uh, you know, people maybe are making fun of it a little bit. Does Manny Pacquiao have any shot against Errol Spence Jr.? I don't think so. Yeah. Now, the thing is with Manny Pacquiao, he is kind of those guys that's ageless. Yes, uh, but if there's a sport where age catches up to you the fastest, I think it's boxing. Mm-hmm. And if his reflexes slow down at all against Errol Spence, it's going to be a a short night. I was going to say a long night, but it's going to be a short night uh, if is if that's the case. Um, but I think this is the last who for Manny Pacquiao. He's been off for two years. He did look good in his last fight against Keith Thurman, who's a very good opponent. Keith Thurman's uh, very good, exactly. Yeah, so he looked good, but that was two years ago, right? So you talk about two years off as somebody who's 40 plus going against Errol Spence, who's in his prime peaking right yeah. now. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be pretty for many Pacquiao. Well, I'm just glad he's not fighting Crawford because that would be a whole nother story altogether. But Spence is a very good fighter. And Nikki, you know, how old is Pacquiao now? What is he, 44 or something like that? I, I think he's no 40. Idea. I think he's 40. <laughs> I think he's 41. Like, I got 41. Two okay. younger, yeah, two years younger than Mayweather. So, Nikki, what I'm saying is, like, you know, these boxes, it's their life. You, you think about Rocky Balboa in the movies, you know, before we get out of here in, in a minute or two. You know, he just – he didn't care. He got punched in the face 50,000 times to fight, but it didn't matter. And Manny Pacquiao is kind of like the same way, not where he's going to be taking a billion punches, even though he does because he leaves himself open with all the punches that he throws. But the bottom line is is that this guy now, in he's my age, he's 41, and he's been hitting the head 50 billion more times than I have – you got to get yourself healthy, Nikki. And you got to know when, when, when your time's up, your time's up. That is true. When you know, I've never seen Rocky. Oh, Mike, that's it. All right, let's end this go. <laughs> we got to we got to do the Mount Player Player of movies. Nikki has to see. Like we have to do. Yes. Like because there's so many. 
It's going to be more than four. It's going to be like 4,000. That's the problem. <laughs> do it next <laughs> week. And then I'll do it next week, and we'll do some Disney trivia, and, and you know, we'll see what happens. Oh, uh, Disney. Yeah, that, that'll good. be fun. Disney trivia. Yeah. I'm not going to study for it because I have no idea which way you're going to go, but at least I know we're doing Disney next week, and that should be a lot of fun. I like it. <laughs> All right, guys. We have had an absolutely freaking kick-ass time, as we always do in the 3rd and 3 podcast. We will be back next Wednesday. D, when's the next show? Uh, the next Real Deal with Damian Adams, either yeah. Sunday night or Monday morning on your feed. Okay. Go ahead and subscribe now. Excellent, excellent. Guys, we will be back next week. A lot more to come. You'll see me on the Power 32 podcast, little random um, things here, how great the quarterbacks are doing in the NFL right now. Maybe NBA playoffs is definitely going to be my next one. And hopefully, as I'm going to go watch the Knicks right now, maybe I'll have something to smile about in the morning and wake up on the right side of the bed. So that's what I'm praying for. That's what I'm hoping for. Guys, I love you. Couldn't do it without you. Third and three podcasts. We are out for tonight, but we're back next week. Peace. Peace, everyone. (laughs) All right. We are out.